What's up, folks? You are tuned into the Failing Frequency. I'm Ethan. And I'm Mike. And we're here to talk all things Trek and to tell the truth, the real truth, not what's not the lies perpetrated in the mainstream the media. Stream media. The lamestream media. We're talking the real truth, okay? Yeah. Uh, this a, hint for, uh, a hint for what this episode is. Yeah. Yeah, this week's theme, uh, we decided to go with a uh, uh, a playlist, mm-hmm. uh, a nice little Star Trek playlist. Um, we're doing courtroom episodes. Before we get to that, how you doing, Mike? I'm fucking warm. I'm melting in my chair here. It is, uh, to let people behind the curtain, it is half eight here, and it is still too fucking warm. Yeah, it's light. It's, it's it's um yeah. It's yeah. bright outside. Uh, there's people still walking around, enjoying, enjoying the weather. Yeah. Um, I am, um, like, my flat has like a wall-to-wall, floor-to-ceiling window type situation going on over here. Yeah. Um, and so, like, in the morning, it was okay. Mm. And then and the sun started coming in from here. Yeah. Fuck. You need the old um, tinfoil on the windows reflecting it back out. Uh, no, okay. I, don't, I, don't, I don't need... I, I, that, that would take the effort that I could not yeah. summon yeah. Um, because it's so hot. Um, so the hard. only solutions have to be within arm's reach of my sofa. Yeah. And be- before anyone says, well, oh, the UK is not actually that hot. Go fuck yourself. A, go fuck yourself. And B, none of our buildings are made for this. We don't have aircon. Um, nope. So when it, when it is 30 degrees outside, it's probably close to 35 inside. So it is warm and humid. Yep. It's melting away. Be thankful it's not smell vision YouTube. Uh, yes. Yeah. Absolutely. Yes. Yeah. Um, well, today we're talking courtroom episodes. Um, we've, you know, Star Trek, it's, you know, it's it's like a poem. It rhymes, mm. you know. Um, and we just had a great season of Strange New Worlds where where they, uh, you know, they did a lot of, they, they, they did a lot of the classics. Um, you know, we had submarine episodes. We had um, farce episodes. You mm. know, and it got me thinking about what are the other kinds of things? Uh, what are the other kinds of episodes? And, and it, you know, if we were going to put them together, you know, what would that, like, playlist look like? Mm. Um, and then in the uh, Facebook group that me and Mike run, uh, Mate It So, Mate spelled with an eight. It's a pun, um, if you can see. It's a it's a pun. Yeah. Yes. Um, uh, a member of our group, Moshe Moshe Heitzen. Mm-hmm. Um, we had a, a little exchange. The joke is stupid and doesn't even bear referencing. Uh, but the important part is is the inspiration that he gave me. So shout out to Moshe um, for inspiring this episode of the Failing Frequency. Um, so yeah, courtroom episodes. Um, but since that idea came to us, yeah. uh, there's been a, there's been a real fun court case in the news. 
Yeah. Um, and I'm not talking about the Amber Heard Johnny Depp one. That was a few weeks ago. Um, did you catch much of that one, Mike? I did. I did. I didn't get as swallowed up as some people seem no. to get. But it was, I... um, you know, th this one is a lot more fun because it is someone who's, uh, I think, with the with the Amber Heard case, it, it was two people who um, seemed to both not be perfect people, let's yeah. say. Um, yeah. And this court case, we've got someone who is, you know, there's a, a clearer definition of right and wrong, let's say. Oh, yeah. We know case. who the bad guy is. We know yes. we know who the bad guy is here. Yeah. yeah. Um, Alex Jones um, oh. has been has been to court for defamation and has been um, has been ordered to award um, some uh, some some people a lot of money. Um, what yeah. do you know about Alex Jones, Mike? Um, he's a bit of a bastard. Uh, he, he's... he's had his uh, radio show or YouTube for ages. And in that, he just riles people up so he can sell them, um, you know, fitness supplements and survival gear for the end of days, which never comes. Yeah. Yep. So, yeah, that's, yeah. It's a bit of a bastard. Yeah, he's a lot of a bastard. I, um, mm. as, as, as Mike well knows... Um, I'm into conspiracy stuff. I do. Mm. I don't believe conspiracy theories, but I do follow a lot of them, and I do follow a lot of the people that perpetrate them. I consider myself a conspiracy tourist. I don't mm. believe them, but I do know a lot about the people talking shit about it. Yeah. And um. And and I hate Alex Jones with every fiber of my being. The man is a uh, he's a bastard. Mm. Um. Uh, the the focus of this court case. A few years ago, there was a pretty uh, pretty horrific mass shooting, um, now known as the Sandy Hook shooting, uh, in which twenty seven, I believe twenty six, twenty seven children, twenty six hmm. maybe. Um, too many children were killed by, uh, by yeah. an asshole with a shot with a uh, with a gun. Hmm. Alex Jones spent years perpetrating the conspiracy that um that the sandy hook shooting was a false flag operation committed by the united states government and that all of the grieving parents and all of the dead children were actors and mm. they were lying um and these people have suffered a lot in their lives they've, they've experienced a lot of grief from alex jones's followers telling them that they are liars and that they need to tell the truth mm -hmm. Um, harassing these people and so yeah um he's been ordered to pay the uh the parents of one of the children four million dollars which is pretty cool um let's hope uh the rest of the parents get the rest of his fucking money and and uh and this this son of a bitch gets fucking ruined yeah my understanding is there's a limit in the the general court system in the in the u.s on how much they can actually put on someone for damages so for the 50 million or whatever he's been actually doled out in that recent court case it's something you know goes down into the single digit millions yeah so, it, it was 40 million it is now 4 million yeah but the guy has millions 4 of million better than the guy, the guy is filthy rich there yeah. is more than enough money uh to get 4 million to the parents of the 26 other children. Yep. But mm. more importantly, 
um, probably more importantly in the in the you know whole structure of the world, um, having his his phone records accidentally sent over um, might have actually helped democracy as a whole. Yeah. So if anyone yeah. if anyone had on their bingo card for twenty twenty two that Alex Jones was going to help democracy, um, it was it was a wild bet. Uh, you know, <laughs> a yeah. couple million to one. Yeah, man. Congratulations, uh, cashing that bet. Yeah, that that was a um, a spectacular folly on yeah. Alex Jones's part. Like it's the the great moment where the the you know the the plaintiff's lawyer is um you know is is trying to explain it to him that mm. his lawyer sent him everything a, a copy of everything that's on his phone, mm. and then later said that they didn't have it. Yeah. And uh, and just watching him try and reiterate it to Alex Jones, and and watching it slowly dawn on him, what's happened? Mm. Um, it's been, yeah, it's great to see the uh, the downfall of an absolute bastard uh, begin. Yeah, a couple um, of absolute bastards, hopefully. Yeah, um, yeah. Um, for all we yeah, know, it's connected yeah, to like, the raids like later yeah, on. Yeah, in... like you mentioned, he, yeah, uh, yeah, a lot of the stuff that that was that was revealed. In that little uh, little packet that that Alex Jones's legal team sent to the opposition, had mm. shit to do with the January sixth fucking um, insurrection. Apparently, there's yeah. rumors of some like, you know, talk like some rumors of some vague sexual stuff going on between him and Oliver Stone, allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly. Yeah. Oh, great. Uh, That'll be and, with me forever. You know, and that, along with, you know, um, Donald Trump's fucking compound at Mar-a-Lago getting raided. Who knows? Yeah. This is going to be a, a great week, week for, for the, de- the Department of Justice over in the uh, over yeah. in the red, white, and blue. Keep him busy. Keep him busy. Hilarious stuff. Yeah. Um, anyway, we're talking court episodes in, in track, aren't we? So, yeah, enough, so of, we were... enough of the shitty real world. Let's yeah. have some escapism, please. Yeah. So what we were thinking of just doing them in um, pretty much chronological order. Yeah, pretty much chronological order. Yeah, yeah. So mi- missing off one, probably, but I might mention Which it later. We might, we might mention it later on, but like, yeah. it's just, it just kind of, it just much like, you know, we'll just say what it is. It's the Enterprise one. Much like yeah. a lot of Enterprise, it just muddies everything up. Yeah, I, I I like a bit of Enterprise. I did rewatch all, what was it, twenty odd episodes of of court cases this week, and Enterprise uh, was the. Uh, I don't know. It's it's like when you're watching TV and there's no background sound on any scene. That that's the only way I could describe it compared to watching all the other series. It was like. It was like there was no um, bass to it. There was no beat that people yeah. were working off. I, I still really like Enterprise, but it's uh, wasn't a great episode. I think um, on on my rewatch of these courtroom episodes mm-hmm. and courtroom scenes from from films, getting round to to that episode of Enterprise, just really kind of highlights just how kind of rubbish the production side of it is 
Like, it looks very much like a cheap reproduction of a lot of things from Star Trek that were done better oh, elsewhere yeah. and and in other times. Yeah. So, yeah. And that's a shame that, you know, the jump to uh, widescreen for Enterprise should make it feel real cinematic. And that's an episode where it just does not. Nope, Sorry. makes it feel much worse. Uh, yeah. But we've already talked about it too much, I reckon. We've done too much time on it. So do we want to right. go to the first courtroom yeah, man, episode? Let's, yeah, let's let's do let's do it's court martial, right? Let's do that right quick. Yeah. So court martial is the one where um Kirk is is getting court martialed because they went through an ion storm and they had an old classmate of his in an ion pod. I don't know, studying the ion storm. And uh, Kirk says, oh, no, I ejected the pod that was, you know, going to cause damage to the ship. But I let the guy know and I had plenty of time. But the videotapes say difference. They say, oh, no, Kirk ejected it without even telling this guy. And he hates this dude. And, you know, you try to kill him. So, yeah, I'm guessing a, it was... it's a case of man versus the, the videotape versus the yeah, machine. Yeah, man versus the tape versus the machine. I couldn't, I couldn't get through this episode. Um, it's just, it's just kind of, yeah. it's just kind of naff. It's a lot of like leaps in logic. Um, yeah. There's, a, there's a lot of leaps in logic. There's a, there's, there's a fair bit of overacting. Um, there's a fair bit it's of like. Less. The, yeah, the the whole machine as like the ju- like you know as as being part of the the mm. judi the judiciary system. Yeah. Um, like I just can't think anyone in their right mind would think that that was a good idea. Yeah, I, I suppose it's <laughs> in this weird production area where you know, obviously made in the '60s, they didn't really have that much doctoring of film, not to that no. extent. So the idea no. that someone has doctored film is just mind-blowing to them. They can't get past. No, the computer's got to be right. Um, Lol. It's, yeah, it's it's a it's a weird one. And yeah. the leap in logic Spock has where he's like, oh, no, the, you know, the computer says Kirk did it, so I played the computer in chess, and the, I beat the computer five times out of five, and that shouldn't happen. Okay. I mean... Cool. Great. Well, I mean, like, he's kind of got a point. Like, yeah. um, why Why is the uh, computer of law even programmed with chess? Well, does he, it, he does says it, he programmed play, it himself. Can you play Dune on it? He said he programmed the computer himself to play chess. Spock did. So th- this computer didn't even come with, like, windows 98 games you know didn't come with solitaire um spock had to teach all the computer stuff which i bet he loved yeah he does this in his downtime when everyone else sleeps probably i I will shout out this episode for cogley who is kirk's defense attorney yeah Um, i i I think it's funny that like kirk is uh you know this very well decorated um, Starfleet officer, and yet he's like just assigned some random defense attorney, and like, yeah. and it's like you know just some dude with like you know a suitcase and a and a 
and a slightly bent hat, and it's and it's just a, a dude. It's just a yeah. guy. I like as well that like Kurt goes to see him, and he's got this inherent distrust, or he prefers books rather than computers anyway. Yeah, does does Cogley? So all his law books are books rather than computers. Yeah. Um, Cogley is a good lawyer, and it will come back in in one of the first TNG episodes that we talk about because um, they introduce Kirk to the court or bring him up on the witness stand and they do the touching the hand to a light and it starts reading out all Kirk's decorations. Like, oh, he had this, he did this, he did this. And the opposing counsel, the prosecutors are saying like, oh, we can skip this. And Cugley's like, no, no, Mm -hmm. he's done all this work. I demand it needs to be read out. And then he waits for like two or three more to be read out and goes like, and there's plenty more we can stop from here. So <laughs> he's like, no, I want this list to be read out and I'm going to stop it myself and then just imply it goes on forever. Cogley, King. I like him. He's a shyster. Yeah. he's, he's yeah, a I like him. Good old lawyer, Cogley. Yeah, man. Yeah, he's, got his, he's somewhat got his thumb on the scale. Hmm. Yeah, that I like that. That comes back in um, in a TNG episode. Yeah, that we'll probably talk about later. Oh yeah, uh, but I know I know what you mean. Mm. Um, I will say the 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 what I do like about this episode is mm. um, the you know it's a great example of you know Star Trek being you know that you know woke woke bullshit. Back in the '60s, you know, it features a a, a black man playing uh, an admiral, um, and not a bad admiral, a good admiral. He he's a commodore. To be fair to him, I think he's Commodore Stone. That still counts as a yeah. as an admiral. There weren't re- really many admirals in um, TOS. They were all commodores. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And they don't call um, them bad madores. Bad madore. Oh, yeah. good madore. Commodores. Yeah. Um, yeah, he's a good admiral. Um, yeah. I can't remember his. I can't remember the name of the actor or the uh, name of the Commodore, um, but that he existed. Yeah, I didn't make also, it up. I wasn't yeah. imagining it. It's um, real. It's yeah. real. Um, yeah. And um, the other thing I like about this episode, um, well, while is... you're on diversity, that in, okay. as well as having um, Stone, a, a black guy who's at a higher rating than. Or higher rank than Stone. Um, there's also an Indian captain on the court martial, like mm. judges. Um, Very cool. So we've got multiple. No women, of course. Of course, you know no. they can take notes in court. They can't be on court. Yeah, no. Like there's there's a woman lawyer and like there's a woman yeah. lawyer and there's two people of color, um, of higher rank than the white man. That's yeah. enough. Yeah. We no don't want people mad. straight up having heart attacks in their living rooms. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the only uh, the other thing that I like about this episode is it does a thing that I always love mm. in in episodes where it starts kind of in the middle of something. Yeah. You know, it starts and shit has already happened. Mm. Um, and it comes up. There's a couple more episodes that do this. Um, and uh, yeah, I like it. You know, I, too much preamble is... Ugh. Let's just yeah. get into it. On the fill remastered as well. Fill me in as we go. It starts off with like a, a real nice shot and it's the remastered. So 
I, I tend not to watch the original TOS episodes of the remastered I watch, where the Enterprise is going past and you see the ion bay or ion pod, and it is just completely destroyed. And you go, well, that guy had a bad time. The ship is bruised up. Yeah, it is. It is nice little shot, and as you say, starts starts mid story rather than having to do preamble mm. and all that yeah. rubbish. I'm picturing um uh uh what's his name like like James Cameron mm. in a in a little pod yeah going out um so yeah uh, but yeah it's kind of a kind of a naff episode you know season one yeah. of TOS can, has has some weak moments and I think that this episode is is definitely one of them yeah. Yeah, the the only other shout out I have is when they're isolating heartbeats to try and find Finney or to prove that he's alive. McCoy is just going around with a studio microphone to people's hearts. He's just well, was he alive? Around. Was yeah. he alive in the end? I yeah. forgot. I, he, I, I, like I said, I didn't I didn't finish rewatching it. I was like, this is twaddle. Yeah, <laughs> McCoy is walking around with honestly. It looks less of a looks more of a microphone than this, and he's just touching it to people's hearts to say, "And I'll isolate your heartbeat." And then, oh, there's one heartbeat left on the ship that must we, you know, we haven't got accounted for. It's Finney. He's alive. It's real boring rubbish. God, yeah. man, that just feels like so much legwork that I bet the computer could just do. Yeah, it, you could just say to the computer, "Are there any heartbeats not on the bridge?" And the computer yeah. would go, yes. And that would be it. But never mind. That that's that's called locate, locate James Cameron. Yeah. He's under the ocean. Yeah. Anyway. Uh, but that's that's court martial. Yeah. Not Next. Wait, um, wait. Oh, we should do uh, I should do uh here, I've got a knife sharpener. Next. Next. Um, That's the not caught in it. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Um, the, the menagerie. Um, to be honest, um, this is kind of a classic episode. This is like... Yeah. So... Um, the, the court bit of it is a weird framing device to, to do the cage for cheap, really. To just reuse film from the cage and go like, okay, we can have a week off if we can film this in like two two days let's film it and just splice in pizza, pieces of the cage we can all have a holiday yeah so See, now we're, we're saying this like looking back because we have the cage yeah but the cage wasn't available yeah. for a long time the cage um is the original unaired pilot of star trek it's where we get you know chris pike mm -hmm. um as the captain of the enterprise and like it was unaired for a very long time. I think they only actually aired it on TV just before um, Next yeah. Gen came out. Um, I, I believe he did it. Um, Roddenberry used to take it to the conventions as well to uh, as a special convention treat for people. Oh, I bet that was cool. I bet yeah. that was very cool. Imagine going and seeing like an episode you've never seen before yeah. when the show's, show's been off the air for years. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, but they but they had seen it because you know they they repurposed it in, in menagerie and so like you mm. know for the longest time like the menagerie was like it was a classic episode because it was it was a, it was an episode within an episode and it was yeah. people you know people getting a little window into uh into a show into a into a different star trek show yeah um 
So yeah, you know, it's it is a classic episode in that sense. It's iconic. Um, do you want do you want to know the weird thing I only noticed rewatching it like this time? Right. The menagerie starts off on a planet, doesn't it? Uh-huh. Uh Court Martial is set on the same planet. What? They're both set on Starbase Eleven. Hell. <laughs> I never noticed and I was like, okay, where's Commander Stone? Where is Stone? Yeah. Um but yeah, it was like That's where shit one. goes down. Clearly. Yeah. It might just um, be like the center of like court for that sector or whatever. Well, I mean the court the actual court case is 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 on yeah. the Enterprise though, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Kind of has to be because they've locked in the um controls, Spock has. Yeah. So like in terms of like an actual court case, there isn't there isn't really much because literally all it all it is is just Spock spouting mm. vagaries while telling people like trust me, just watch the tape. Just watch this videotape of yes. a previous yeah. episode we shot. You know, which is you know a move that Alex Jones also tried pulling. Well, if you if you just see the tapes that I've that I've mentioned, yeah. just like that does not count as evidence. No, so, citing no. tapes, to citing videos is hearsay, Spock. Yeah, but it's I, what I, I, I believe the... to be, it's what I believe to be true. Yeah, I, I think the only thing I've mentioned for this episode, the court bit of it, is that the, there's one. Or at this point, because later on, there's another thing that can give you um, a death penalty in Starfleet. But the only thing that can give you a death penalty, apparently, at this point, is going to Talos 4. And Spock yeah. is like, you know, you if if you don't tell us why, we're going to have to put you to death. I'm sorry. And there's a fair bit of, ah, we'll have to put you to death. We'll have to be talking about this episode. But it's the weirdest one to me where it's like, you better not go to this planet. Otherwise, but we'll fucking kill you. Yeah. yeah, man. Star Trek has had to do a lot of walking back that yeah. aspect yeah. of this episode. They've had to uh, they've had to reason that up its own ass for yeah. uh, for fifty odd years. Because um, yeah, it's 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 a weird and extreme and unnecessary step for sure. Yeah, you better not fly somewhere we told you not to. Yeah. Um, I don't know about you, but after after Strange New Worlds, rewatching the Menagerie hits different. Yeah, it hits but doesn't it feel like it's such a different Pike? It it doesn't even <laughs> feel like the same Pike to me. Like what? Like like as in like the same Pike to Strange New Worlds or the same to Strange pike? New Worlds? All right, because like, like to it, me, he just acts so different. I'm just like, nah, this guy can kind of die well, if, if like, we can I keep know, if we keep our Pike now. Our, our warm, toasty Daddy Pike. Um, yeah, well, he's a head on a box. Um, yeah. But, like, I don't know. To me, it was like watching a different Pike from the last time I watched The Menagerie. Because, yeah. like, now, like, it's like, I don't know, my brain has now fit Chris yeah. into that guy's melty face. Yeah. And well, now we definitely like, get... oh, oh, Chris. Yeah. We definitely get more of, um, like, why would Spock do this after watching Strange New World? You're kind of like, well, Spock would do this because he's his best fucking mate and saved him. You know, inadvertently says that if you change the timeline, oh, it would kill you, Spock. So um, I'm I'm willing to die. Thumbs yep. up. 
Yeah. Yeah. This man. Uh, yeah. This, this, this god man, of a man. Yeah. This this wonderful man literally time traveled for me. I can move a ship through space for him. Yeah. Yeah. Good man, Pike. Um. Uh, Anything else on uh, Menagerie? I don't um, think there's much to it, really. No, not really. Just you know, just some of the the standard stuff of like in it in the cage fun. Yeah, the cage is fun. I would have rather watched the cage. Yeah, I I, I didn't know until recently. Um, you know the the end bit where you see Pike go off with. Adra, whatever her name is, mm-hmm. um, that's not Jeffrey Hunter. That's a different dude. Bloody and hell! That is like flawless to me because I was zooming in. Um, this time I was like, no, I, this is the first time I've watched it since I've ne- like okay, I was zoom in. That. Yeah, enhance. enhance. Yeah, zoom in. Keyboards, keyboards. <laughs> yep. Yeah, different dude. Didn't even notice. Crazy shit. Yeah. So our, our, our boy on Strange New Worlds now is like fourth Pike rather than third. Mm. Who would have known? Um, so, um, so, wait, should we be ranking? Should we be ranking or should we just rate them? Should we do, should we do um, guilty, not guilty? Uh, of being a good episode. Yeah. <laughs> um, guilty. I, I put this as not guilty of being a good episode. So therefore a bad episode. Okay. Does that make sense? Or okay, do you want to do yeah. it as as guilty let's, as let's bad? do it? Let's let's just see how we feel as we go. Okay. So we'll say court martial is not guilty of being a good episode. No. Yeah. Court martial is guilty of being a bad episode. Okay. Guilty of being a bad episode. And menagerie is not guilty of being a good episode. Okay. This will work for confusing sake. <laughs> yeah, man. At least we can't be held up on anything. No, no, yeah. we can't be held upon charges. Not for this. Ah, good, good work, good thematic work. And if you thought we were discussing poor episodes before with the last two, um, do we want to move on to the Turnabout Intruder, which I think is next? The Turnabout Intruder. Um, yeah, yeah, let's do it. Okay, so um, in this absolutely crap um, series finale. Uh, Kirk's body gets taken over by, I think, an ex-flame or someone he knew, at least somebody that he used to know, like uh, Gautier. Um, he never... Oh, wait, is that at the end? Yeah. Is that at the end or at the beginning? That's, at the, that's at the end. Yeah. <laughs> I know it happens. And she she's um, incredibly jealous and has, like, not an amazing life and... Apparently can't become a captain because she's a woman. So good work, sexism in the uh, 60s again. Yay. Um, and takes over Kirk's body. And in Kirk's body says like, oh, no, she's mad. Janice Lester is mad. And you're going to have to hold her up. Um, don't believe anything that she says. And Spock, um, Kirk in Janice Lester's body says, oh, no, Spock, you've got to believe me. Mind meld me and I'll show that I'm Kirk. And I'll talk about previous episodes that we've done to show that I'm actually Kirk. So Spock believes and is ready to mutiny against Janice Lester, Kirk. Janice Lester in Kirk's body. This is confusing. 
Um, I did not rewatch this episode. It's before, a ba- uh, it's a real bad episode. Not to yeah. spoil it, but it's a bad episode. Not that not that I didn't want to because I do I do. This is an episode that I've always been able to find enjoyment in watching because of how ridiculous and camp it is. Yeah, and um, it's watching this episode. Oh, I, I always kind of revel in the irony that this is the final episode of TOS. Mm. Going out it on is such one a of the note. worst. It was one yeah. of the worst. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's no Spock's brain. It is just, it's just not interesting. I love Spock's brain. And everyone is wrong. Yeah. And I hate them. Not Kirk calls a court martial against Spock for, um, you know, trying to mutiny against him. And Spock's presenting his case, and not Kirk is going mad and just being like, I'll kill you all. Which gets more and more people on Spock and actual Kirk's side. So he's like, I'll, I'll put you all in jail. We'll find a ship manually. You know, we'll do I'll this. I'll put you in jail. And you, and you. This yeah. is a conspiracy. Yeah. There's a conspiracy against me. And be, because she's a woman, it is my interpretation of the writing of this episode, um, mm. not my actual thoughts, I will, I will say, before anyone pulls me up on it. Because she's a woman, her hysteria. Um, lets her or releases Kirk's body and Kirk gets back into his body. So that well, classic I mean, female listen, hysteria. You know, it was the 60s. And from what I've heard from men from the better. 60s, mm. from what I've heard from men from the 60s <clears throat> and from media from the time, it certainly yeah. seems like hysterical women were a real problem. I'll let you sit on that. <laughs> I'm just going by what the media has told me. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. But they, Are you they saying that I shouldn't believe what the media says? Don't believe the media. The MSM. The mainstream media. But yeah, it, it is not a good episode. It is wildly sexist. The court martial in it isn't... It doesn't even follow the established court martial rules that they've made in star trek before because kirk's like i'll do it myself Mm -hmm. i'm the ranking officer what do you mean all my ranking officers are against me and all you've got there the only person who supports janice lester in kirk's body for a while is mccoy who's like yeah i know he's acting differently but i just can't believe that it's someone else in kirk's body and you're like yeah bones oh bones with your feelings you could just ask him Ask him a simple question to be like, oh, do you remember that time we went skiing when we were on this planet? And he'd go like, yeah. He'd be like, we never went to that planet. That's all that you have to do, McCoy. You idiot, you fool, you bastard. Yeah. I'm yeah. surprised, like, you know, by, by rights, from what we now know about younger Spock, Spock, mm. um, in, in the episode of TOS, that was written 50 years before, this the episode I'm referencing. Spock should have been like, "Listen, I had I, I've, I've been mind swapped before. Yeah. I know what I'm looking at." Jim yeah, been true. Mind swapped. I didn't even think of Spock Muck. Yeah, yeah, he should have been like, "Listen, smells like a Freaky Friday type situation to me." Yeah, I, I've been here. I've done this. Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. I didn't even think of it. Body swap. It just it just happens, man. Body swap. It's a it's a trope in uh in science fiction, isn't it? So yeah, yeah. had to be done. But yeah, how how do you rate this 
Is it is it guilty um, of being a uh, good episode? I, I would say that this is not guilty of being a good episode, and it um, and 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 also on a secondary count, mm. uh, uh, it, it is also guilty of being a bad episode. Correct, correct. Yeah. <laughs> I, I would full uh, agree, yeah. heart, very wholeheartedly. One count, yeah, one count of uh, of being a bad episode for sure. Yes. Yeah. Uh, do you? Here's a question. Do you know what the next episode? Because it nearly passed me by. That has a court scene, any court scene at all. Well, I like. So I've been before. So just for full disclosure, mm. I've been going off a list of fifteen courtroom episodes. Yeah. Uh, for my rewatch, but um, I think it might have missed it because it it is very like, yeah, very light. There are twenty. Uh, yeah that's a lot so so are we still in tos we are not in tos so so should we do should we do oh wait is there a ta is there a tas there's a tas (gasps) episode that has a very minor court case and i rewatched it just to um make sure because it's been a it hasn't been that long since i watched tas but it has been um it's not that memorable, really. Okay, so what's... Uh, let, let me just pull it up. What's the episode called? It's called... I think it's The Magics of Megas 2. <laughs> That's such a good TAS episode yeah. title. So while, while you're looking it up, the episode is... About... Oh! It's the Salem Witch Trials episode. Yes! You know, that's funny. I can't, can't believe I totally forgot about that because the Salem Witch Trials come up in my notes about another episode. Ah, yeah. That's I mean, funny. It, it is very much like another episode that we'll go on to. Uh, there's one or two episodes that I've heard together um, and we'll, we'll get on to that episode. But the Enterprise goes to the center of the galaxy and instead of finding God there, they find a way through to a magic universe where magic exists, and they meet the, the dark dimension. They they go to the dark Dormammu. dimension, and they meet the literal devil, the literal oh. devil again. What? Oh God! Yeah. God, there's so many devils. Fuck yeah, man! Hail Satan! Yeah. <laughs> and the devil is just playing around with them, teaching them how to use magic, and. Yeah, because ben. that's what the, that's what Satan does. He wants to teach. But that's this why is a cool he, Satan. That's why he got. That's why. That's why he got Adam and Eve to eat of the fruit of knowledge. The yeah. devil is all about knowledge and teaching and letting people explore. Yeah. But what this uh, this Lucian, the devil, um, eventually gets captured. The same good as the satanic name. Group. Good, good classic Lucian. satanic name. Yeah. yeah. And they're put in the Salem Witch Trials because the last time the people of that planet, the alternate universe planet, were in our universe, they went to Earth and, you know, started spreading their magic around and did that for hundreds of years, thousands of years, whatever, and then started to get persecuted for it until the Salem Witch Trials, in which time, like, a load of them were hunted and killed, so they came back home. Oh, so the Salem witch trials weren't just a case of like of like um, you know groupthink and paranoia and yeah. gross miscarriages of justice and the victimization of women. Um, they actually deserved it. 
Well, not deserved it, but they were <laughs> literal, like, magic people <laughs> in the Salem witch trials. And, and they put... That just reminds me. There is a documentary. I'm not. I'm not going to say it because I don't want people to watch it because mm. like the guy doesn't need the views. But it's a documentary that um, was like put out by um, whoever, and um, it was about the Pendle Witch, and uh, mm. it 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 kind of throughout it while while telling the history of what actually happened. The, the documentary continually alludes to the possibility of the of of the the girl actually having been a witch hmm. and it is like oh mate <laughs> like, you did so much research but you didn't you didn't read any of it yeah <laughs> didn't actually read up didn't read up on witches being real or not yeah but the, but the court case on on um Megas 2 settles up with um, Spock speaking in defense of Earth because he's not of Earth, really. I know he's half human, but he's not of Earth. Um, Lucian saying he's got an affinity for humans. And they, the other Megas 2, the Megans, I think they're called. Bloody Megan. Um, Meg, shut up, Meg. Release all the humans, but say, we're going to uh, imprison Lucian forever. So Kirk decides to stand up for and defend the devil. And then the loose, uh, the Megans go, well, if you'll stand up and, you know, all we wanted to prove, this was all a ruse to see if you defend Lucian and we're cool with you now. Let's have some beer. And that's the episode. Fuck yeah, man, because that's what Satan's all about. He's all about just like, hey, what's your deal? Let's have a drink. Ah, I was just messing with you. Yeah. Yeah, man. So weird. It's a great episode. Yeah. I love that episode. Yeah. Grading on a curve, I say it's guilty of being a good episode. Yeah, I I'd say yeah. it's it is guilty of being a good episode, one hundred percent. It's yeah. uh as a I I I am I, though not a practicing Satanist. I am a, a member of the uh the Satanic Temple. Um, they do great work. They do, and, they do uh, fight for um, women's rights, and, they do a and, lot more than the church that episode, Absolutely, and uh, that episode has been cited in in satanic circles as being good satanic representation. Power to the people. Yeah, yeah, and we'll get back to the devil very shortly. Fuck yeah, we will. Yeah, but we're on to um, undiscovered country now, aren't we? Yes, great. Yeah, um, what like you know we we talked about the undiscovered country uh, quite a bit. A couple of weeks yep. ago for um intoxicated masculinity check that out mm-hmm. um did you have this as your number two favorite tos movie um or no i had one? it as my number one same me too yeah me too so cool. it's a fantastic movie it has got great real world parallels it is mm-hmm. you know the the fall of the berlin wall and the explosion at chernobyl yeah, and then you see it in a Star Trek movie, and it fits completely. Yeah, um, it's a great film. That kind of, um, you know, it it's a great Star Trek story that 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 kind of captures a um, a tone at mm. the uh, at the end of the Cold War. Yeah, um, quite well. Um, it's it's. I, I do think it's incredible that 
you've took a real world story, you've took the explosion of Chernobyl and the falling of the um, Berlin Wall and kind of the dissolution of um, Soviet Russia. You've gone, how can we cram this into Star Trek? And you've gone like, Kirk hates the Russians or hates yep. Klingon, sorry, we'll make the <laughs> Russians. Um, and you go, okay, that fits. And then that's yep. then connective tissue to TNG when you've already established that the Klingons are either in the Federation or in alliance with Federation, yeah. depending on how you view season one of TNG. And you're like, okay, that is that's a masterclass of just being like real world story, not too heavily crammed into the ser- or into the series, but makes it fit as a franchise as a whole. Yeah, well, how how do we get from where we are here to where they are there? Yeah. Well, if we're like this, then you know. If the Klingons are like the Russians, then yeah, like you say, we need to bring down that Berlin Wall. Yeah. And while we're bringing down that Berlin Wall, let's have a cheeky little Chernobyl. Yeah. Um, and then we get to the court case, and they have a little bit of a cheeky Cuban Missile Crisis. Yeah. Um, I love this courtroom scene. Um, I love the use of translators. I love mm. Christopher Plummer just chewing the fuck out of that scenery. Yeah. Uh, the courtroom itself is really fucking cool. Yeah, um, the idea that it's ahead. just tall and people yeah, just I'm like skipping ahead down. a bit. So, um, so I've already started talking about it. I'll carry yeah. on. Yeah, everyone knows uh, what happens okay, in Kirk, Kirk and Bones get get pulled up. You know, accused of of the murder of Chancellor Gorkon, played by the mm-hmm. late um, David Warner, uh, mm-hmm. and they are being accused by uh, General Chang, played by the late Christopher Plummer, um, and, and they're love, being defended I, by. Um, um, uh, Wolf. The great Michael Dawn as yeah. Colonel Wharf. Colonel Wharf. Yeah. So, or is, is he Colonel Wharf or is he Colonel Mog? I, I forget. He's, he's Wharf. He's Mog's dad. Okay. Yeah. Fantastic. Um, yeah, man. Uh, it's it's. I I, I loved I love Colonel Wharf. Um, I love that he is genuinely trying to defend Kirk. Mm. Um, yeah. Uh, I get the I get the feel, and the the episode of of Enterprise we didn't talk about judgment. It establishes that you know there's a warrior class, but there's also like a teacher class of mm-hmm. Klingons who presumably take honor in their kids getting good grades. And yeah. we have one of the Klingons defending Archer, who's played by Martok, um, whatever his name is, J.G. Hartlaw. Yeah, Hartzler. JG Hertzlev. Yeah. JG um, Hertzler. My handwriting is terrible. Yeah. My memory's terrible. Um and he he's finding like honor in pursuing the truth. Yeah, well, in one uh, And I, in... I get the spirit that Wharf is the same, you know, because defending humans probably doesn't get you that big a kudos, does it really in the Klingon Empire? No. No, but like, like defending humans isn't, but defending honor, mm. like defending honor as a concept. Yeah, you know what could be more Klingon than that? Yeah, yeah, it's great. It's uh, great. Yeah, it's um, it's uh, I I mentioned the the Cuban Missile Crisis moment. There is a bit when um, when when Chang is uh, is going off, popping off, mm. you know, acute making wild swinging accusations around at Kirk um, and Kirk is listening in on a, on a translator. He's got his phone held up. He's like, mm. he's listening to the translation and Chang's like, 
Answer the question. Don't wait for the translation. Answer the question. Um, and that is a direct reference to a trial um, after the Cuban Missile Crisis. An American ambassador, let me get his name right, Adlai Stevenson, while questioning um, uh, Soviet ambassador Valerian Zorin. Um, Which is a sci-fi name if there ever was one. Definitely. Um, definitely a villain. Um, he was asking him if uh, the USSR was building uh, Russian missile depots, uh, nuclear missile depots in Cuba. Mm -hmm. um, and he was saying, don't wait for the translation. Answer the question. You know, he's like, yeah. I know you can understand what I'm saying. Stop yeah. waiting for the translation. Just answer the fucking question. And he lied. Uh, he said that they weren't. And, and they clearly were. Funny that. Yeah. <laughs> um yeah um stevenson after after the guy um said no we're not building nuclear missile um silos he showed him pictures he showed him aerial photographs of the missile silos being um being um being built um which was his that that was and and then yeah and then zorin was like well this is your uh perry mason moment you clearly yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> No. You're clearly good at law, like Perry Mason. Yeah. How is that supposed to work as a defense? Uh, yeah. So, uh, well, no, that that was what that, that was that, Alex yeah, Jones. That, that, that's Alex Jones, but like, how is saying <laughs> like that's your Perry Mason moment? Perry Mason was the good guy in that show. Yeah, no, yeah that was <laughs> such a funny. Oh well, you have you've had your Perry Mason moment. It's just like yeah. so that makes you like the bad guy yeah. in the episode. It'd be like if you were a virus saying like, oh, you've had your Doctor House moment. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh you've had your dr house moment you know like yeah okay thank you i mean cool uh, yeah i i always find it's weird with like the klingons from judgment the episode we're not going to talk about anymore and uh undiscovered country the their sentence is always like death and for both the episode and the movie like but don't worry we'll We'll level up your death because you're, you know, somewhat honorable people. We'll just make you die on dilithium mines of uh, Rupert Pente. Yeah. And, you know, that's all great. And then both of them are like, okay, you can present your evidence. And the evidence in both cases is really a he said, she said. Of the undiscovered country, they were wearing Federation spacesuit and you were the captain of that vessel. So that means that you were responsible for them. So therefore you have to die. Yeah. And that's, you can imagine McCoy standing behind him like. I didn't do shit. <laughs> I didn't do shit. Says, you know? I'm not in command. I tried, you know, I tried to save him. He was yeah. the last best hope. I'm doing to Alex Jones. He was the last best hope for peace in our time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, yeah, no, totally. The fuck? Why McCoy is there? <laughs> McCoy's just like, but I am an employee. Yeah, uh, I, I get, am, I, I am. get that you want to put Kirk up because one of his He's crew a did dick. it. Like... Well, and one of his crew did it, and you've got recordings of him saying like, "I'll never trust Klingons. I'll never yep. forgive them for the death of my boy." Yeah, my boy. yeah, yeah. Um, yes, of course. But yeah. there's no recording of yeah. McCoy being like, "Ah, oh, Klingons. You know, if I ever have to try and like heal one, I'm just gonna." put sawdust in there and you know say it'll be fine you know that's fine yeah. that's all i do you know th yeah. there's no recording on mccoy and he just gets same the same sentence as kirk 
Yeah, I did. Although they're probably just like, uh, he's like, I tried to save him. It's just like, yeah, we looked at the tape and you were just like punching him repeatedly in the chest. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I, I, like, I know I don't know medicine, but mm. I also suspect that you do not you either. Don't know medicine. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, you mentioned, of course, uh, General Chang's um, little Perry Mason moment. Yeah. You know, when he reveals the tape. You know, Gen you know, General Chang says, like, you know, Kirk, mm. whose voice is that? I'll never forget them for the day. <laughs> what does that boy. mean? What does that mean? Yeah. Um, y did you know that 12 days ago, a mm. member of your crew sent me this recording? Yeah. And it was not admitted into Discovery, whatever, whatever Discovery means in real life. Yeah. They, they do have Discovery in one or two episodes of Trek. Um, the, yeah, they have Discovery in a few. Yeah, I forget which episode it is. Maybe it'll come up in my notes where it's they say, and I'm going to bring up this evidence and this evidence and this evidence. And they go like, mm -hmm. oh, okay, okay. That's cool. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but overall, yeah, I think um, I think the other, what we... What we start to see as as the series, as Star Trek goes on and it keeps doing courtroom episodes, we start to see better courtroom episodes, courtroom yeah. stuff. Mm -hmm. um, and we also start to see a, a bit of a theme um, in... Uh, you You're going to be put to death. Yeah, <laughs> like these are just show... Like, we see a lot of show trials. Yeah. You know, a lot of alien species in, in Star Trek are... Are meant to be allegories of of the worst aspects of humanity, yeah. And um, you know, sidestepping habeas corpus is definitely one of them. Yeah. So yeah, we see uh, we see a bit of a show trial um, here in in uh, the undiscovered country. Mm. Oh, what did you think of um, of the Klingon judge with his spark ball? I love that oh, as a gavel. Ball. Spark ball. It's amazing. Um, there's an episode of DS9 we'll get on to much later and the old woman from Liar Liar, the Jim Carrey movie also has a spark ball she and does And it, it, is it I just love universal? her, she's brilliant she's brilliant, but is it just universal that like courts universe wide have gavels well, it, well, I guess, but I mean, like, I, I mean, I don't know. Throughout Star Trek, we see, we, we rarely see a gavel. We see bells and we well, see spark balls. Bells and balls. Bells Something and to bang. balls. Yeah. Something to bang. Yeah. Oh, banging, banging yeah. bells and balls. That, yeah. that definitely sounds like the name of a play. Yeah. There's got to be Rule 34 on, like, lawyers and gavels, surely. Oh. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, man. Upturned gavel. That could be a pole. Yeah. I'm thinking more like pop art. I'm thinking about <laughs> more, one. Less rule 34, more like pop art of like uh, okay. uh, a pole a pole dancer on a gavel. Yeah. We can we can darly AI that later. Yeah, man. Oh Fit yeah. It here. Oh, I dev I did I did do some <laughs> I did do some uh dallies of uh courtroom sketches of various Star Trek characters. Yeah. Um, or not Dali, Crayon. Crayon. Uh, Crayon. It's hard to say. Yeah. I mean, Dali uh, AI mate, is easier to just spit out, isn't it, really? Shall we go to the next? 
Well, we need to rate. Uh, oh, we need to rate this bitch. Undiscovered country. I think we know what we're going to rate it. <laughs> yeah, undiscovered yeah. country. Um, on one count of being a bad film, you are found not guilty. Mm-hmm. Um, and on on one count of of being a good film, yeah, guilty. Good courtroom scene. It, it mirrored a real life courtroom scene. I liked it. What about you? I'm guessing same same uh, same finding. Yeah. Egregious guilty on the how good it was. You should be ashamed of how good you are. Yes. May may uh, may may fucking Kales have mercy on your souls mm. for how good this film is. Yes. Right. Let's do uh, TNG though. We're we're straight on to TNG, aren't we? Bloody TNG. And this is. Well, T- my order on this one might be slightly out, so are we measure of a man first? Well, I mean, I guess I guess we should probably start with Encounter at Farpoint. Oh, of course, yeah. And uh, because because and then we could probably end the episode after because yeah. that's the, the it's trial the only trial. Yeah. The, it's the only trial that ever exists. Yeah. The, the you know, it's um, it's 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 a silly metaphorical trial. Yeah, but it's a it's a good. It is crammed in writing wise into an yeah. episode that has nothing to do with a trial. Yeah, there's definitely an edit of Encounter at Farpoint that removes yeah. the court yeah. courtroom case, but you would also be you know removing a lot of cue, which is a disappointment. And to be honest, yeah. like I've already said, I like Encounter at Farpoint and I like Q. Q's one of my favorite characters, and um, yeah. yeah, I like this. I like this ridiculous kangaroo court of the mind well it, it's it's a kangaroo court of the mind but it's also a kangaroo court set after world war three isn't it mm. they go back and that's that's supposedly what court was after world war three that you were just so james cromwell um could have just gone to that sort of court presumably yeah <clears throat> yeah, yeah he'll have been in the in the stands going yeah fucking kill him <sighs> Kill them all, Woo! kill them all. Don't do drugs. Yeah. They're all fucking off their tits. Yeah. yeah. And, and, you know, as Picard says, something like it was a kangaroo court with quick sentences, quick, harsh sentences. So we've got something to look forward to as uh, as millennials, you know, yeah. after during the cri- climate crisis and the next war, um, we can we can have quick courts and... Uh, quick sentences and well, we can not be I the mean, ones flinging yeah. shit everywhere or yeah man to... I mean I'm sure a lot of people say the worst thing about court cases is just how long they drag yeah you know all that time to gather evidence who needs that when you can just all have a judge on a floaty to... trip oh chair. god can't we just like sentence them to death yeah do you Ooh. think that floaty chair is it like on a seesaw from the other side um because uh, humans uh, didn't seem to have like anti-grab technology back then. That's a good point. Is that so? Yeah. Is that part of the court, or is that yeah. um, a Q embellishment? Yeah, we don't this know. Is, we don't know. This is this. Is that? <laughs> like, yes. Justice was swift and punishments were harsh, but the judges didn't dress like that. These are yeah. my clothes. <laughs> are those <laughs> this Q's is what clothes? I yeah, is, are those Q's clothes, uh, or are they the courts? Like, is that the uh, the judges? You know, is that the um, yeah. you know twenty 
you know, is that the post-World War Three equivalent of the stupid powdered wigs? I mean, it looks less stupid than le- the powdered wigs. I'll give it that. Yeah, I, I it think so. It looks a bit so. badass compared to the powdered wigs. Yeah, yeah. It looks loud. It's got colour. Yeah. Far less dour. Yeah, I'm a fan. I'm a fan. I don't know what we can say about the trial other than it's ongoing. Yeah. Um, I mean, it's so... Are we saying it's still going? What did... Well... Did, did, what did Q say on the on the matter at the end of Picard? Did he, did he say the trial never ends again? I don't know. I, aren't all the Q dead, though, after uh, Delancey Q at the end of Picard? So if the trial is still ongoing, they're, they're going to be waiting a long time until they hear back from the judge. And they're like they're like fifth dimensional beings. They live outside of time. Yeah. So like the trial the trial has always it's always been has going. Always, it's always been going and always been concluded and has always yeah. never started. Yeah. Yeah. Totally. Whoa, man. Whoa. Again, the Q should have met the prophets. Yeah, man, the Q should have met the prophets. That yeah. would have been so cool. Yeah. I I think that the next one proper is Measure of a Man. Yeah. Which is a big one, which is a big doozy of, of a court episode. So this yeah. is the... Uh, Maddox comes to um, Data and says, you know, oh, good, we're going to chop you up and I'm going to make... I'm going to try and make lots of little Datas by... I don't know how you work... I think I know how you work, but I'm going to need to chop you apart just to try and get an idea of how you work. And then maybe I'll put you back together. And Data obviously doesn't want that and says, well, I'm not going to submit to it. If you want me to do it, if the Federation want me to do it, I will withdraw from the Federation. And Well, Starfleet, he, w- he wouldn't revoke yeah. his Federation citizenship. Yeah. He'll... He'll resign his commission from Starfleet because... Well, we don't even know if he was a fucking citizen, mate. If he was yeah, just viewed true. as a toaster, is he a citizen? Yeah. Do they have citizen toasters? Yeah. Um, but they say, oh, no, you can't resign because you're property. So it's an episode on uh, human rights for, for you know, things that aren't just humans, I suppose. And it's it's a it's a hearing you you know it's yeah. it's all to determine you know and I you know I suppose in in a military organization they must have to have hearings like this if if you know if two officers disagree on a decision anyway like they would have to yeah. say like right well I'm 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 protesting this we're gonna do this like yeah. you know that's that's a thing that happens and so mm-hmm. this is just a case of like someone wanting to take some you know. At the start, you know, I want to take a load of this equipment. And they're like, no, this is our equipment. You can't have it. It's like, well, if you don't like it, you can take it up with whatever. All right, then we'll take it up with whoever. And so this is the progression of that happening. Yeah. Um, And in doing that, you know, we open up the Pandora's box that is what is consciousness? Yeah. What is what does it mean to be what a sentient, sentient being? Um, I, uh, I I researched this episode quite a bit for a, for a project for university about mm. artificial intelligence as metaphor for for you know monism and and mind body dualism and 
and all kinds of shit. Yeah. A whole bunch of philosophical chin-strokey nonsense. Um, spoiler alert, we don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, they, they pose in this like, oh, would you let the Enterprise computer just choose to not have a refit? And at some points, they are like, you know, ah, the Enterprise is just getting refit. And yeah. the Enterprise has the power to make sentient beings, so presumably it has some level of sentience. I, I don't imagine something without sentience can imbue sentience on something else. Mm. So it, it's a weird one. And it on more modern Star Trek, we've got Zora, a, a literal sentience um, computer, ship computer. And in yeah, that, I'd... they're saying, oh, can we can we just kill her? <laughs> can we just take her out of the ship? Is, is, is deleting that part of her programming, does that count as killing her? Yeah. You know? Um, the, and, and also later on in TNG, the, the Enterprise itself does actually start showing signs of consciousness. They, you know, they mm. do drop that and no one seems to mourn the passing of, of the Enterprise D in, in generations. So I yeah. guess it didn't pan out or no one checked back on them. <laughs> yeah. Um, this, this um, poor sentient being just smashed on a planet and you go down there and kick the hole. <laughs> you know, it's like seeing a dead whale washed up on a beach. Yep. Yeah. Um, the, um, the, the whole thing of like, you know, the, what, what's interesting about this isn't actually the legal aspect. And like, mm. there is a, there's an episode of, of the YouTube channel Legal Eagle that you don't like. I, no, I, I like I like Legal Eagle. I watch Legal Eagle. I think his yeah. his take on this episode is is very much set in a twenty twenty is, early twenty first century. It is mindset. it is closed. It is yeah. a closed viewing. It is he talks yeah. about how it relates to constitutional law, and he does have some yeah. really good points to bring up. Yeah, but at one point in his video about about Measure of a Man, um, he does talk about the discussions that are going on, which is. You know the important part of of the episode, mm. which is the discussion on on consciousness and what what clashes you know what classes as a sentient being. Yeah, you know Picard saying you know is data conscious, and the guy saying like no, and he's like right, well prove to me that I'm conscious. Yeah, um, you know Star Trek, and and you know he says in in the legal in the legal legal eagle video he says. Mm he does not try to answer that question because that is a question for philosophers. Yeah. And that is the same point that the judge takes later on in the episode. Yeah. Philippa um, or whatever. Yeah. You know, and it, because you know what, one thing that Star Trek does very well is create like, you know, thought experiments, you know, hmm. like, you know, there's people on a track. If you move the, if you move the tram, it'll only run over one person, but if you move it back, there'll be five people. Uh, yeah. Okay, but if you, yeah, okay, but if it turns out on, on one track there is one social worker and on the other track there's five pedophiles, so what do you do now? Yeah. Oh, okay, well now if you run over the five pedophiles, it sets off an explosive device that kills a load of children. What do you do now? It's yeah. all it's it's all these examples of, of shifting paradigms. Mm. Um, and and the answer to to a lot of these thought experiments usually is that there isn't really an answer 
yeah. uh, that's that's kind of the point to them. The point the point to them is is to draw attention to the fact that you know strict modes of thinking and 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 um, you know strict. If you only go by the law, yeah, yeah, you're if, probably going to do a bad thing in the end. Exactly, which you know, is this episode, isn't it? Yeah, you know, things need to be open to. Not necessarily interpretation, but things need to be uh, things need to have a little bit of wiggle room. Yeah, you know, rules especially, and uh, mm. you know, there are there are some pretty, you know, we could we could spend all day listing examples of of miscarriages of justice that, mm. if you go by the book, well, like you know they you know that guy killed that guy, he goes yeah. to prison. Yeah, but that guy was, you know. Breaking all that guy's fingers and dogs yeah. and killing fingers and, and dogs. He was, yeah, he was eating him. Yeah. Oh well, he had to kill him in self-defense. Mm. Ah, yes. But he asked him to eat him. Yeah. And so I'm not. I'm paradigm shifting again. Sorry, mm. I'm having a paradigm shift. No, it's okay. Excuse uh, me. Uh, it's, Excuse um, me, it's my time. It's my time of the month of having these paradigm shifts. It is It is far too warm, isn't it, really? Yes. I'll, I'll call out this episode for having some of my favourite Frakes acting. Um, mm -hmm. Because Frakes has to, or Riker has to have the opposing counsel and prove that, try and prove that Data is just a machine and has no rights. And the first bit of on-point acting is he's looking at the schematics of Data and he comes across the off switch and he's like, yes. And then he's like, shit. <laughs> and it, you know, perfect tour de force. Happy face, sad, sad face. face, regretful, yeah. shameful face that he was even happy. Yeah. And then at the end, and it might only be on the extended version of the episode, I don't know, on the not cut for TV episode, Data goes to visit him. And says, "Oh, you're not coming to my party because I'm I'm still alive, by the way." And Riker's like, "I am. I can't go to that. I I nearly killed you." Data goes, "Oh, but you know, if you didn't take the opposing view, Philippa Louvre or whatever, the Jag officer would have voted against me anyway." Jag officer, the Jag, fucking the jag total officer. Jag officer, if you know. Yeah. Would have voted against me anyway, summarily. So you did something that hurt you by going against your principles to try and kill a friend, and it saved my life. He goes like, "You're, you know, you helped me out." And Freaks does this smile, you know, and it's that meme, you know, where it's like, "Oh, it all starts with that smile." <laughs> that damn smile. That damn smile. Just like, smile. oh, on point again. It's like easily one of my favorite. Freaks, it's not a Freaks episode, but it's one of my favorite Freaks episodes. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, for me, it's definitely one of my favorite. It's funny because it's a Data episode. Yeah. Uh, but for me, it's it's one of my favorite uh, Picard episodes. He's got some, mm. there's some great fucking um, Patrick Stewart acting, you know, the, the bit where he's like, you know, um, uh, well, you know, Starfleet was created to seek out new life. Well, there it sits. Yeah. You know? It's uh, oh, explosive Shakespearean acting, and that uh, scene with Guinan as well from Patrick Stewart, yeah, which is is real early. It's one of the first times we see Guinan because mm. you know we're still in first season or whatever, first or second season, and Guinan he just has a discussion. It's like, oh no, 
he'll be real valuable. He'll be a nice disposable person. <laughs> Picard's yeah. like, what the fuck are you talking about? Wait, you're talking about I think slavery. it's I think it's pronounced slavery. Yeah. That was a bit ham-fisted, in my opinion. It's it's a You're bit ham-fisted. Slavery, yeah. where really it, that should be in the forefront of your mind, like yeah. the second it's even mentioned. Just mm. like, yes, I'm gonna uh, try and uh, uh, take data apart and rebuild him. Like, what is he a fucking slave? Like that should yeah. have been like. I ne- I never got the argument. You know when data sits in Picard's ready room, and like gets Picard to realize that um, he wants to defend Data. And he says, you know, oh, Geordie's eyes are better than your eyes. Why don't you have your eyes taken out and filled with Geordie's eyes? And I'm like, that's not a great argument, though, Data. Yeah, no, you know? it's, it's, yeah. Um, I, I, get, not... I get that you're trying to argument from, like, I mean, do an argument from personhood. That's yeah. definitely a point to be made, but I definitely wouldn't lead with that one yeah you know i should maybe just lead with how would you like it if someone wanted to come and take you apart yeah and put you back together yeah if if someone said like five people were dying around you so we'll just open up the card and strip out his organs and give them to these people yeah yeah Uh, yeah well you know that's you know and that's another good point there is the conversation of bodily autonomy yeah which is you know common Mm -hmm. at the minute we've definitely talked about it yeah do do we have anything else to say on measure of man though um as you were saying legal eagle it's a a good video to watch yeah yeah great video and just in terms of like the actual legal resolution of this court case Mm. um i think is fair you know yeah. the 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 jag off says you know i'm not a philosopher mm. i don't know that data has a soul i don't know that i do um and and you know i don't know that i have a soul i don't know that data has a soul i don't know that the jag off does um yeah. i don't know that just because data doesn't have emotions i don't know that that's not just a different form of consciousness yeah um you know the positronic brain mm as proposed by Isaac Asimov is just a, it's not, it's not human consciousness. It's a positronic consciousness. It's just a different form of consciousness, but that doesn't make it any less valid. Considering maybe by this point in TNG, they go past the salt um, that has a brain or the salt brain. Do you remember that episode where there's a minor and they lock it in a room and it's affected by light. So it's just like a glowing light bulb. And they're like, oh no, this is, you know, silicon based oh, light. Yeah, the silicon based light the, form. The silicon based yeah. life form. Yeah. And then they're like so surprised when data wants to be, you know, classed as a life form. It's like silicon, positronic, yeah. you know, same difference. Well, yeah. I mean, like, yeah, this little crumb, this little crumb of silicon and this yeah. giant weird roaming crystal is mm. one thing but this person yeah i don't know he's clearly got some autonomy <laughs> yeah like, this person no, that like ha- has an ex-girlfriend and a bag full of stuff and yeah. friends and, and oh that, that that's another thing career. i'll say on this episode Riker, in his proving that data is a machine is just like bend this piece of metal 
and Picard goes like, what, what are you talking about? Like lots of creatures have like high strength. And the Jag officer is just like, no, I'm interested. I think she was just in, interested in seeing the metal beam belt. Yeah, do really. it again. Yeah. Do this. Do this. <laughs> like, Please. That bend this. Stuff. Bend yeah. this. Yeah. Cool. Can you carry that? Can you pick that up? <laughs> yeah. Cool. Because what does it apply to the case at all? It's just like, yeah, you can bend stuff. You give a paperclip to me and I could bend it. <laughs> it doesn't mean that uh, like uh, objection oh. this is irrelevant yeah but it's pretty cool yeah. though so you go it you know look at him go yeah, yeah. fucking weird yeah. fucking case um what what do you think about the the actual legal proceeding do, does it seem uh, does that seem like a fair trial um fair, fair findings and everything i i think because it's it's early TNG and the TOS ones, I think it mirrors what a military court would be to some degree fairly well. You know, having a JAG officer do it, having like two high officers being uh, the prosecution and the defense. The actual legal arguments, I think, are, are pretty shocking. Up to Picard's like, uh, is this guy sentient? He's, he's enough sentient to core question to it so do you really want to set a precedent then um well we might be killing lots of sentient beings and you're yeah. like I, I think a lot of the other arguments like i say where it's like i'll oh, bend this um look i can turn this guy off yeah if you if you stab the guy with like a human with sedative he'd fall asleep it doesn't mean like he's not human yeah <laughs> you know, just because he's well, got an uh, off button like what, what what is what is a human to you a person yeah. who gets up and does things. Well, this man is unconscious. Yeah. So let's pull the plug. Let's take his. Yeah. Orders. Let's yeah. pull the fucking plug. Let's uh, stop wasting everybody's time. Yeah. Pack up shit. Go home. Yeah. And and Maddox arguing like, oh, w w I don't care about Data's rights. What about my right to work happily? And it's like. <laughs> What are you talking about? Yeah, right. <laughs> like, what about what about my right to get my own way? I'm yeah. an only child. Yeah. What about my right to just do what I want to do? Why can't I just yeah. run around this station shooting a gun? That yeah. guy is such a fucking only child. Yeah. Clearly didn't have brothers or sisters. What a fucking such little prick. Yeah. yeah man. I'm, I'm glad, glad he died. I'm glad I'm his glad girlfriend killed him in fucking Picard. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. But yeah, I, I think it's, you know, obviously an amazing episode. So guilty yeah. of being an amazing Iconic. episode. Iconic. Iconic. Yep. Yeah. Oh, yes. Definitely guilty of being a good episode. Um, two counts. Two counts. Yeah. Two good counts episode. of guilty of being a, a good episode. Yeah. Yeah. You are sentenced to. Uh, being a legend yeah living in infamy yeah now i've for got the next rest of your life for the rest of the life now i've got next on mine um i have a devil's due or matter of perspective and i don't know which order they're supposed to come which one's in. matter of perspective because i don't um, think i watched that one it is the one where Riker's held up for um supposedly blowing up a station I did not rewatch that one. Right, let, let's do that one anyway, because I can link it to do the previous that one. Because, like, I can't remember. I can't recall that. 
right. off the top of my head. So there in, are a thousand episodes of Star Trek. There, there are far too many, and we'll, we'll, I suppose we'll have to start moving quicker at some point. But never mind. Yeah, we've done big ones so far. So in Measure of Man, the station that they're on is just regular one, isn't it? It's just under a different name. It's the same model. Mm-hmm. So in Matter of Perspective, they're on regular one again, but it's got a different name again. So we're on the oh, same. Did they flip it upside down. They didn't even flip it upside down. They, it's the same not. fucking station. Um, should have flipped it upside down. Yeah. Riker's over there talking to this scientist bloke who's played by um, Hector Salamanca from Breaking Bad. You know, the wheelchair guy from Breaking Bad. All right. Okay. Um, wait, and wait. Keep going. Yeah. He, he's saying, oh, uh, Riker beams back over from this station and then the station blows up. And Riker's like, what the fuck happened? And they're like, well, what it's the me. Fuck I, I, it's okay. coming back to you now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that then the uh, Tanugans or whoever, um, which is this race of people, this planet, are saying, "No, you're proven guilty until you're, uh, or you're guilty until proven innocent." And we've got suspicion that um, because Riker was supposedly hooking up with his wife, that you're guilty. So you need to prove your innocence, Riker. So the whole episode goes in the holodeck and they're, they're watching Riker's version of events and they're watching um, the wife's version of events and then they're watching what they reckon actually happened by the logs and then his assistant's record of events. So it's a you know Rashomon story of people having different recollections of stuff. Yeah. And it's a good episode. It's a good episode. It, it's a good episode. I definitely should. Yeah. I definitely would have rather rewatched that episode than fucking Judgment. <laughs> yeah, or Court Martial. Yeah, yeah, that's for true. Yeah, but I, I've called this episode, if not Rashomon, I've called this the green screen the episode because it's constantly <laughs> yeah. like Riker standing up in front of a hologram of Riker, so everything yep. is green screen in this episode. Yeah, a lot of uh, the holodeck going on and off effect. Yeah. And it, the, the only thing I have on this episode, other than it's interesting, the guilty, and then you've got to be proven innocence, uh, is Troy is a fucking useless person in this episode because you've got this person who can at least, she's an empath, so she should be able to read emotions. And they've got her in the courtroom and they turn to her, you know, once or twice and say like, is this person who said that Riker was bedding the woman rather than her coming on to him? Is she lying? And Troy goes, no, she thinks she's telling the truth. And you go like, dude. Even Riker says, (laughs) we can't both be telling the truth. Do me a favor and like, which one of us was telling more of the truth? And Troy's like, oh man, I'm just spaced out. Something, give me something. Yeah. It's no wonder that they are fine with playing poker with her. So they're like, "You, you, you, you play poker? With a with a betazoid, it's like, oh no, don't worry, she fucking sucks. She's useless. <laughs> like, yeah, we, don't worry. We literally about it, have mate. to write stories where she's like gets a headache just so she can't help. Yeah, or so long as you, so so long as you don't show her your cards, you'll be fine. Yeah. Yeah. So other than, you know, the guilty and proven innocent, that and this is the exact same story near enough as an episode we might touch on in Voyager. Yeah. The exact same story. 
Yeah, they do. They do a few of these throughout Star Trek. Well, they do a lot of like, oh, people have different recollections like where you beam over also... to a station and then you're you may or may not be bedding someone's wife. Yeah, um, and it's just it like also, okay, that was also, me again. You know, it also mirrors the um, the different retellings of the same event that that they also mm. did to a much let you know to it just God judgment sucks. <laughs> not a fan of judgment. No oh, man, it's so bad. Yeah. Um, no wonder they got fucking Hertzler to be the fucking Klingon lawyer in that. It was like, if we don't get something good about this episode, it's just going to be terrible. Yeah. Yeah. But anyway, let's move on then, because that's not uh, a good yeah, episode. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't rewatch that episode, so I moved for a mistrial. Move for a mistrial from yourself. I'll say, um, I'll say that it's a good episode. Yeah, I, in my heart, yeah. I know it's a good episode, but I haven't reviewed the evidence. Yeah, um, and that's how you prove. That's how yeah. you you don't. That's how you prove a claim. You don't start mm. with guilty before innocent. You wait. You... Well, one other thing I will say, since we're talking about the evidence of it, is they eventually prove that it wasn't Riker who blew up the station. Um, it was because they've made this facsimile of the station so good on the holodeck it's actually picking up signals from outside the ship that would have gone to the um, Starbase. And they're like, oh, look, it's tearing apart the ship, just like the Starbase got to tore apart. And you're like, what are you talking about? Everything in the holodeck is just like, it's fake. It's, you know, force fields and photons. It's not like a real yeah. machine doing shit. Yeah, like if it's, I'm sorry, it's making such a good, it's doing such a good recreation it's such a good simulation i don't know that we've ever not been in the situ yeah what if reality is just one big simulation mm. if you had a holodeck they should be doing this all the time for yeah people sake. freaking out that that like yeah that uh, it's well, fine we're on the holodeck no just programming be like let me tell my story of events and i'll do it using a holodeck Oh, because oh, if you're trying to convince the judges, different... that it is like so better. If you're convinced the judges of a jury or anything like that, you can be like, look, this is exactly how it happened. I'll program it in. That's going to make the juries like swing to you more than just telling it. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, first of all, Riker doesn't need any help getting people to swing for him. Hello. Hello. Um, uh, secondly, that's not where my mind was going at all. Like this yeah. is just, you know, how in a world where there are holodecks, are there not more people freaking out thinking that they're still on the holodeck? Yeah. Do we only do one episode of that in Star Trek Total? Has there been an episode where someone thinks they're on the holodeck but they're not? There's I know there's the one where I know there's the second um Moriarty episode where he creates mm. a big simulation of the In ship. That case, yeah. So but they they've never done a, an episode where someone thinks they're in a simulation but they're not. They they kind of have. They've done one oh. where um the first Reg Barkley episode of Voyager um he's the making like or he he's not actually there but he's telling the doctor that he's actually Lewis Zimmerman. And um, he's... oh, 
Yeah. So the doctor thinks that he's possibly stuck in a hologram when he isn't. Do you like the gag? Um, I, I thought yesterday I could have done like this whole episode in a suit. I thought that's a good idea. And then today I forgot because it's 30 something degrees and it's far too hot, hot to put on a full suit. So no just to make way. it more, you know, this is Call legal, appropriate. Legal. Yeah. Yeah. In <laughs> Yeah, man, like fucking promo codes and discount codes in the fucking underpants bar and all that. Yeah. No. It's still too hot for this at the moment, to be fair. No, man, but I'll tell you what, if I if I was wearing a suit, I would have a nice soft pocket square to wipe my brow with, which would oh, be yes. nice. Because a nice soft pocket square. Oh. Yeah. Anyway, I don't think we had anything to say on Matter of Perspective because it's balls. Um, Which one's Matter of Perspective again? Uh, that, that one we were just talking about, the green oh, yeah. screen, the episode. Um, yeah. Then is it Devil's Due, maybe? Devil's Due. Yeah, let's, do Dev- let's do Devil's Due. Let's do Devil's Due. So uh, uh, Dev- Devil's Due is uh, they get to a planet that's earthquaking around and people are hysterical because they think the devil's come back to collect on a contract, uh, which was a thousand year and a thousand year Reich of uh, prosperity um, for this planet. And which, now things yeah, that, are going to shit. That would be nice. Um, Not the a thousand year Reich. Um, let's be cute. No. Let's be sure. But um, a thousand that, years of niceness. thousand years of, of yeah, of frolics and rainbows would be sweet. Yeah. Um, it would have been nice to have had a thousand years of frolics and sunshine before the the world falling apart, but unfortunately, we didn't get that. Well, you can kind of understand. I was watching it today or yesterday, and you can understand if their planet was going to hell in a handbasket, and they were like, "Oh, there's fifty years left. There's a hundred years left. Why you would potentially sign up for? Well, a thousand years is better than a hundred years, isn't it?" Yeah, but we didn't get a thousand years. We just we got didn't. the end bit. Yeah, we just got the we just got the judgment day bit. Yeah. So it's it's Adra is the devil. Adra, what? Oh Adra. yes. Yeah. Oh, oh, look, coming into the ring. That's Satan's music. It's yeah. Satan back. Satan's back. That's me doing Jr. from WWE. <laughs> and and of course. Picard doesn't say. Now I've seen historical records; they were cartoon, <laughs> but um, a crew of the Enterprise met the devil, and he seemed to be like a really cool dude. And we had yeah. beers, or they had beer, and it was you know cool. It's like yeah, oh no, like they dick. might be the devil. Yeah. yeah. So it's a it's a contract law episode, really, rather than a court martial or anything like that. Yeah, it's you know whether or not the 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 proposed contract, the proposed deal with the devil that these people made, mm-hmm. uh, whether or not the contract is valid, which yeah. like it's it's so such a dry concept. Yeah, um, that is just made exciting entirely by, by being set in space and featuring mm-hmm. the devil. The devil. Um, one of my favorite depictions of the devil. Um, Was well, a hot woman. As a hot woman, yes. It's like bedazzled, uh, but a couple yeah. of years early, isn't it? 
Yeah, but like to be honest, bedazzled is gross. I don't like that depiction. Like to quote it's John gross, Picard but... from this from this episode, I find I find I find her obvious and off-putting. Yeah. Audra in this episode, on the other hand, I do not find obvious and off-putting. I find her empowered and mm. feisty. Uh, I not particularly that version of the devil, but I like Liz Hurley. So uh, yeah, Liz I, Hurley's human... great, but that version yeah. of the devil is is obvious and off-putting. Yeah. Yeah, but this is another episode where Troy, in her great stead, is fucking useless because yeah, Picard asks her, "Oh, can you read Adra's uh, mind?" And Troy goes, mm, "Don't know. She's got a real strong mind. I can't read it." And you go, "Is there anyone's mind that you could read? Do you just oh, work but, with children? You know, what, what do you do?" Immediately, I know that 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 Adra is not the devil. Then, if if yeah. Troy can't read her mind because just being the slightest bit telepathic, from what mm. I know about, like you know, demonic beings, yeah. um, she should have been the second Adra appeared. She should have been like chanting in a demonic language with her yeah. eyes rolled back into her head the whole time, like in fucking Cthulhu, like in Cthulhu mythos. She should have just been like a release me. Levitating. Yeah. Like the whole time. But no, Troy, useless again. Yep. Um just say they, she's away. For all these missions where you're like, oh Troy, can you do something? And she goes, No. Just say, <laughs> just say that you're away. You yeah. know, have her be on a shuttle somewhere else. It's fine. No, just don't have her so central to the operation of of you know, intense, you know, uh, operations Yeah. by just being like, I'll tell you what, why don't you go over there and mm. if you feel something, let us know. Yeah. Rather than just your usual standing on the bridge and when there's a Klingon shouting at you saying, he feels angry, sir. He's definitely pissed off. He's hiding something and you go like... Yeah, the guy's like... Oh. Yeah. <laughs> how everyone doesn't like everyone in that bridge doesn't turn their seats around look at troy and just shrug anytime someone goes like or she says oh i think he's hiding something yeah oh look what are you oh i'm se about? i'm sensing i'm sensing i'm sensing he's got something up his shirt yeah and they're just like thanks diana good work <laughs> like... yeah such a poorly written character. Yeah, such a poorly written wasted. character. Definitely yeah. wasted. And it's it's hard to write TV if you've got someone who can read like emotions in your core cast. Yeah. To have adversaries, but at the same time, you wrote yourself into that position. I see. I don't. I don't think it. I don't think it is a difficult thing to write around. I just think that they didn't it well enough like mm. you know we've we've experienced telepathic characters in science fiction tv and film for fucking however long yeah. you know there's comic books all about telepaths from here to tim book two like mm. it, it can be done well you just have to do it well yeah yeah writer so she's got an energy bar that appears on screen anytime <laughs> she tries to do psychic shit and you can see it wear down quicker if the p opponent has like a strong mind. 
Yeah. Or write scenarios that aren't completely derailed by someone being able to read a person's mind. Yeah. And maybe if you're going to write her an episode, try and write a one where she's not mind raped. Yeah. yeah. If you can, writers at the time. Oh, but it's it's oh, it's juicy. Mm. We can have sex, but not actually put sex on screen. It's great. Yeah. Yeah. Ah, love it. And why doesn't she get more of a tits out? Ah, you know, fucking produce at the time. Just gotta bring that neckline down. It's fine. Bring it down. I want it all the way at her toes. What episode are we talking about? Devil's Due. Devil's Due. Yeah. Devil's Due. I have a ship named Devil's Due on Star Trek Online. Um, online. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, it's one of my Romulan ships. Yeah, very nice. Yeah. Um, do I have anything else on the episode? Um, what? What? How? So how? So they they don't rule. So they they. So it's not a case of. Um, the, the ruling doesn't come at a case of like you know superior morality or anything. It's no. not a case of proving that that Adra is wrong ethically, yeah, um, or even disproving. Well, it it does come to the point of disproving that that Adra is not the particular devil from this story. Yeah, that she's just a shyster. But it's not about disproving the devil or disproving the supernatural. It's just the uh, the actual but ruling. Picard just tries down that line. Yeah, he does. Yeah, he does. Picard saying, "Well, you know, you went into a thousand year um, of you know good times. Then, what did what did the devil do to help you? Did he plow the fields?" And you're like, "No, we invented new things to plow the fields." And he was like, "Okay, did he set up your legal system for you?" Like, "No, we kind of did that ourselves." Like, okay, so what did this devil do? And the argument against is like, well, I could have just influenced them, you know. I, I uh, put thoughts into people's minds to make it, it was the Holy Spirit. Yeah, it was the Holy Spirit. You know, it's like when so, when a doctor when a doctor saves someone's life, and they all go, oh, the, the family go, oh, thank God, thank, God. thank, yeah. thank you, Jesus. And the doctors, mm. they're like, yeah, cool, thanks, Jesus. Yeah, well, yeah. we're at medical school. How many yeah. medical school did Jesus have to pay for? <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. he paid. He paid for our sins. Yeah, yeah. Sound well. I'll tell you what. If I crucify Jesus again, does that forgive my student loans? If only, man. If only. Yeah. Uh, so it, it. I don't think it's it's that good. And it. it I mean, it does illustrate. You know, you can't win against people invoking the occult into their arguments by arguing against the occult. No, no, you can't. Hence why that documentary about the Salem witch trials was fucked, about the uh, Pendle witch trial was fucked because yeah. the guy was trying to justify the fact that it happened by, well, she might have been a witch. Yeah. Uh, no. Because... And it's why one some of the weaker arguments against theism theism are are you know when people you know when people attack well when, when people attack a Christian's argument by um, drawing attention to the gross immorality of of the Christian God as mm. portrayed within the Bible that's not a great argument yeah 
because he had reasons outside of your, you know. Yeah, because like no matter no matter what you no matter yeah. what you draw attention to in that argument, you know, someone who's already you know had the cognitive dissonance to make those two opposing facts fit into their brain is it's just going to reason the way out of it. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it, it's it's cool having data as the judge of it. I'll say that. Yeah. Who who. You know, they just throw all the law books for that planet at him and say, like, read up. You can be judge. You're going to be impartial. And he's like, okay. I and will he stamps do down Picard the same way he stamps down Ardra. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. None of- um, rulings? Um, guilt, guilty of being a bad episode, I would say. I'm not a fan ah. of this. That was due. I'll say, I'll say this. I don't think it's a great episode, but I do love Satan. And I do love sexy <laughs> Satan ladies, so yeah. I will uh, I will find this episode not guilty on two counts yeah. of being a bad of being a, good, a bad episode. Okay, okay. So yeah, not guilty of being two counts of n- not being yeah. right. I find this episode on two counts. Oh God, it's. God, maybe practicing law is difficult. Just remember, <laughs> or maybe this grading system that we that we developed on the fly is actually quite confusing. No, on, it's so on easy. Two counts, right? I I remember now. On two counts of being a bad episode, I find Devil's Due not guilty. There we go. That's what I wanted to say. Cut out me getting it wrong, please. No, I'll keep it all. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> How about next episode then? Um, again, my TNG ones might be out of order, but Sins of the Father. So this is Kern Klingon stuff. Great. Yeah. I loved this episode. Hmm. Um, we meet Kern. Kern comes back a few times. Kern's fun. Toby uh, Todd, fantastic actor. Absolutely. Yeah. The whole um, we we get uh, we get a return of the whole. The the um the the officer exchange program that Starfleet yeah. has with the with the KDF, mm. cool interesting element, um, yeah. and then we get like this this council proceeding going on 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 the Klingon homeworld, yeah. um, and we get a little window into 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 how that all goes down, and uh, I thoroughly enjoy it, yeah. um, Picard. Takes over from Tony Todd as as Worf's Chadich, Chadich to defend him. What is the actual like? I always forget like what the actual. I get so like wrapped up in the in the in the scene to scene stuff. What is the actual case? What is what is the case? So the, the case is, and I did have to check this up myself because I made a spreadsheet of what cases. I are watched in. this episode yesterday. Yeah. So the case is um, that there's been evidence found. That Wolf's father, Wolf and Kern's father, um, sent the message to the Romulan forces who attacked the base that they were on, the planet they were on. So he's a traitor to the Empire, and therefore, because it's a uh, it's a familial structure, you know, you're the son of Moke or something like that. It's the sins of the father are passed to the sons. So that's the name of father, the episode. That's the name of the episode. So if your dad was a traitor, your whole family line are traitors. 
So Worf's going there to, to prove that he's not a traitor. And if he fails, he could die. Dun, dun, dun. So extreme. Yeah. What Klingons, is this? Starfleet 50 years prior? Yeah. <laughs> um, so it's it's all in front of the Chancellor again. Uh, Mpec or Kempec. I love which, that guy. Yeah. He's, he's the same great. dude. I thought he was supposed to be the same character, but he's not. No. As um, Final Frontier. I just yeah. thought he was a real long-living Klingon. But no, he's different guy. Different dude. You know, for years, I thought that was James Doohan. Really? Yeah, for years. He's, yeah. It's not. No. It just kind of looks like him. Kind of yeah. sounds like him in, in that episode. Um, and Jean-Luc as, uh, as, as, as Chadich. Chadich. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, hey, I'm your Chadich. Hey. I'm your Chadich. Hey, I'm your Chadich, baby. <laughs> hey, ba- who lo- who's your Chadich, baby? Who's your Chadich? Um, yeah, I like uh, I, I like the whole thing of like you know as as Worf's Chadich, you know um, Picard s- suddenly is in a position where he's taking orders from Worf, which is interesting, yeah. and and seems to have no adjustment. Period. Yeah. Just kind of get straight into it. Um, my, He's also uh, fighting off Klingons. He's like yeah. fist fighting two Klingons at a time. Yeah, like the, from from the moment. So before, I've, I've only got two things written written in my notes, and mm-hmm. they're all about Sean Luke's conduct in yeah. this episode. <laughs> so when uh, when Worf goes down with Kern as his Chad each the first time round. Um, mm. Picard and Riker both go down with them. Hmm. And um, the second they're like, yes, but my captain will attest to, to the stuff that I've said here. And, the, and they're like, um, is, is the captain here? Do you agree with what's being said in this statement? And immediately Jean-Luc's just like, I agree with everything being said. But yeah. I first I was like, like, like he knows how to conduct himself in a Klingon court of law by yeah. fucking yelling in everyone's faces, just like yeah. everyone else is. And Riker's like, "What the fuck?" I am here at my own request. I am Captain Jean-Luc Picard of the Enterprise. Mm. Why are you yelling? Why is everybody yelling? <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I fucking love that. And then like when when Wolf is like. Will you be my Chad each? He's immediately like, yeah, yes, bro. yeah. If, like, and from that moment, he is like, like there in that office, he is committed to himself and is fully prepared to yeah. get into a knife fight. Oh yeah, in a he few goes investigating yeah. crimes and stuff like that. They pull up an eyewitness to the account. Um. And and bring her back, and the the chancellor is like Kempek. So the uh, I always thought like he sounds a bit too much like Mpeg to me. It's like some sort of <laughs> video in encoding format. Uh, Kempek is like, no, let's have a sidebar. I don't want this witness in front of the real court. I'm like, no, you kind of have to hear witnesses in in court. Yeah, that, that's, that's 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 part of court, man. You know that yeah, doesn't seem very but, honourable. 
Yeah, but um, we're kind of up to something. Mm. So yeah, he's just like I. I was kind of trying to spare like a prominent house, the Juras, while shitting on a house that wasn't really part of the empire anymore, like your house. Yeah. Yeah. It's it is it, it is some uh, it is some uh, some some Game of Thrones nonsense yeah. going on. It's a completely different like procedure going on as well. There's no spark ball. No, um, and it's in a completely different room as well. Yeah, I, I, that's why I don't think that this is like a. Like, I think that maybe like there there is a different like it's feudalism in it. So there's maybe like a yeah. different court system for the for the for the for the great houses. That yeah, it would be for just in a criminal court. Mm. Yeah, um, the the it's it. I haven't got this down on my notes because it's not really a court episode. It's I, well, I suppose it is, but the DS Nine episode Quark, the House of Quark. It's the same sort of room. It's having an in-house dispute, isn't it? Really, between who inherits the wealth of this house because Quark has killed a Klingon somehow hmm. it's in the same sort of room where it's just a guy on a chair being like no present your god evidence. damn it i didn't no, watch that fine. one either i love the house of quark how did yeah. i forget I, I didn't watch it i've only just reminded god damn that list now. being on two pages yeah <laughs> fucking cool episodes man you know god there's so many yeah um, yeah. I, I, the, so the other thing I have written is as much as I love this episode and mm. I do love this episode yeah, it is an episode of worsts I've got three things written so. here worst TV slap I have ever seen when Dura slaps Worf it is yeah. terrible mm. he just like he like slaps him and Worf kind of goes like not even like that. He goes like, like with his whole upper body. Yeah. Um, it has the worst Kapla. Yeah. By Kempek. He goes, Kapla. Yeah. Um, and it has the worst ADR I have ever seen. Oh, when Worf walks into the court and he says, I am Worf, son of Moog. Hmm. All the shots from that angle looking at him, looking up at him are, are ADR'd. Yeah. And like visually it looks so good, but the ADR is so bad. And like it doesn't match there are different parts of the scene where Wolf sounds different. Hmm. So like within the scene, the 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 audio Wolf's audio changes yeah. to this bad ADR. And it's all quite clearly because when Worf walks in and says, I am Worf, son of Moog, hmm. he says, I am Worf, son of Mog. Yeah. Which sounds okay coming from you or me, but with an American accent, that turns Moog into Mog. Yeah. And that is what he's saying. I am Worf, son of Mog. Yeah. Which is not his name. And so, like, you can see that they had to change... All of the all of the dialogue in that one shot. All of the mug stuff. Just because of him saying mug. Yeah. Anyway, do we want to vote um, on Sins of the Father? A is it 
guilty of being well, a well, bad be- episode. Before we, before we do the ruling, I want to yeah. I want to discuss the ruling itself. Yeah. Um. So, so Wolf obviously he accepts discommendation in lieu mm. of in lieu of um of of execution. As you would. Um, <laughs> which which was Kempex. Yeah, as we would, but to a yeah. Klingon warrior, no way. But yeah. that was kind of Kempeg's plan all along. He's um, he's what I like to see in a lot of uh, older warrior races in Star Trek and stuff, which is people who are just kind of a bit sick of all the killing. Yeah. Like, yes, we are Klingon warriors. And yes, I've killed many men myself. But after mm. a while, it gets kind of old. And like, I knew your dad. And I knew his yeah. dad. And I saw you two running around, and I was like, oh, you little shits, I fucking hate kids. But then now you're all grown up, and I don't want you to die. Yeah. So Wolf's you know? willing to bite the bullet and be have discommendation as long as Kern, under a different name, can live. And he yeah. does this. It's a Wolf staple because he does it later on twice, I think. Yeah. Yep. He, he accepts discommendation, and then yeah. in DS9... He has he, his he lands might... revoked or something. Yeah. <laughs> like, Well, I'm trying to remember what happens to Kern, but I, I think Kern gets his mind wiped, doesn't he? And just yeah, lives because, with someone else. Because, yeah, because um, the House of Moog was was yeah. whatever. Like I say, Worf had his lands taken away from him or whatever. Yeah. Worf then... has lands, which was like on my rewatch of that DS9 episode, I was like, wait, Worf has lands? Yeah. And then Alexander has to go by a different name as well. So all Wolf's family is just like different names to avoid, you know, being killed or whatever. To avoid being associated with Wolf. Yeah. This traitor to his race, apparently. Uh, I do I do love the um speaking of the actual thing. How they show they've discommendated him. It's just doing like So, yeah, do you rate it guilty of being a good episode? I rate it um, guilty on one count of being a good episode and also, because like I say, worst ADR, worst TV slap, worst Kapla, I'm also going to have to find it guilty on one count of being a bad episode. Okay, yeah, I'd put it as middling as well, but I'll, I'll, I'll say it's guilty of being a good episode. I'll be kind to it. Um... What about Drumhead? Drumhead. Let's dun, dun, definitely dun, dun. do Drumhead. Now, yeah. I will try and refrain from gushing, but I fucking love this episode. This is one of my favorite episodes of, of all of Star Trek. Yeah. Um, uh, you've got it, it. The whole episode is literally just the court proceeding and, so, and some investigation going on. But like... Mm. Um, this is the episode where I mentioned earlier where where you bring where I wanted to bring up the fucking Salem witch trials because yeah. that is this episode is it's it's a it's a it's a show court but like it's 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 a fucking witch hunt 
Mm. Um, the the plot of the episode, to sum it up as quickly as I can, um, a Klingon scientist is caught doing some dodgy shit, and you find out that he's he's secretly a Romulan spy. Um, to to kind of get to the bottom of just how bad the problem is with this Romulan spy on the Enterprise, they bring in this fucking person who's oh she's horrible, Sati uh, they call her. I've got Great in my actress. notes is Admiral Boomer. Admiral for, for Boomer. reasons I'll get I'll get onto, but Admiral oh Admiral Boomer. Putnam, I'll, yeah. I'll for reasons I'll get into <laughs> yeah. Admiral Putnam. Yeah. Um. Uh, she comes in to 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 root out the 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 depth of the issue, and uh, basically just starts seeing fucking demons everywhere. Mm. Starts you know suspicion. She starts being suspicious of everyone, levying suspicion on anyone. Yeah. Um, uh, eventually, she cottons onto this one uh, medical technician who is a quarter Vulcan mm. on his record, um, and then later finds out that he's actually a quarter Romulan. And so mm. immediately he gets wrapped up into what um, Admiral Sati is calling a conspiracy. Yeah. Um, because the one, one thing you, you, I, I think you might have missed was the warp core slightly blew up. Yeah, the warp and, core nearly, nearly killed everyone. And they say... Well, it can't just be a coincidence that this happened yeah. with this Klingon uh, guy on board. Yeah, this guy couldn't have done that all on his own. Yeah, it must, must be a grand him. conspiracy with, yeah. you know, lots of people on the Enterprise helping him out. Yeah. yeah. Um, and and so, like, this, you know, this kid is immediately, Simon Tarsis is immediately, you know, guilty before being proven innocent. Yeah. You know, like, like Worf says... You know, we know that that the Federation has enemies and it's our duty to root them out. Mm. Um, and Picard is, you know, yes, but w going around waving blind suspicion and rampant paranoia around is, is not the way to go about doing that. Mm. And it leads to like my neck, like in my, one of my next tattoos that I want to get. Definitely my next Star Trek tattoo. Yeah. Which if I ever get a quote, if I ever get script tattoos, aside from the Aside from the Klingon script I already have, hmm. um, uh, it leads to a great Jean-Luc Picard speech. Um, with the first link, the chain is forged. Um, the first speech censored, the first thought forbidden, the first freedom denied, chains us all irrevocably. Hmm. Um, uh, and that's a quote by uh, Admiral fucking Dickface's granddad or dad or yeah. whatever um part of the reason why i call a boomer yeah um and it's it's a it's a it's a beautiful statement and it and it's a true it's a it's a truth that i mm. believe you know yeah. i do you know um you know on you know when you look at in, you know injustices around the world you know you think well how long before that you know taking away that freedom becomes mm. taking away my freedom you know it's like the uh, the poem first they came for the fucking farmers then they came for the mm. 
gift shop workers. Then they came for the baristas. Not the uh, gift then, shop workers. And then, and then they came for the fucking vets. And then when they came for me, there was no one around to help me. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's a wonderful episode. Yeah. Um, so the, the, in, in my notes, uh, I, I did a couple where I, I tried to put out real world parallels and apparently, because we're we're not in the US, if you can't tell by our voices, um, I'm sorry to break it to you. We'll never meet you if you're in the US. Um, but there's the right to liberty and security, which is the right to um, or protection from unreasonable detention and suspicion. So that the state can't go around being like, or shouldn't be going around being like, okay, no, what have you done for the last year? Let's have you proved to me that you're not uh, a bad guy yeah. to everyone in this, you know, in the country, which is pretty much what they're doing in this episode, isn't it? They're going like, no, we'll invite everyone in here. And what do you mean you had a grandfather that um, yeah. wasn't, uh, was Romulan? What do you mean you talked to the Klingon guy at a party once? What do you mean you did this? You know, explain yourself. Yeah, and, the, and they, uh, the, the, the Beta Z guy, like cottons onto Worf immediately, and he, he's like, because he's a useful Betazord rather than Deanna, who's not in yeah. the episode, of course. Yeah, um, he he knows how to Betazord. Yeah, he cottons onto Worf, and he's just like, no, Worf, you're 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 here to like stomp out evil. You're doing good, you know. We'll, with your help, we'll find all the bad doers who are doing wrong to the Federation. And then the second wharf turns on them later on. Admiral Sati and the Beta Z guy is just like, well, maybe it's you, Wharf. Yeah, well, yeah. Why, you know, why weren't well, you yeah. securing the Enterprise? <clears throat> well, this is this is what this is it. This is why it's it's just the Salem witch trials. That's why she's yeah. little Anne Putnam. There is currently hmm. last podcast on the left are currently um, they've just put out episode two of a three-part series on the on the Salem witch trials, which I highly recommend everyone checking out. Mm. Um, but yeah, the Salem witch trials was basically that. It's just a bunch of people making wild accusations. They were all secluded and they were all going fucking mental. Mm. Um, uh, and then an official comes in and is like, right, well then, let's find these fucking witches. Yeah. And so people just start blindly pointing fingers. And then whenever anyone says, you know, maybe these little girls are all just fucking losing their minds and they're all just kind of making all this shit up. They're all just like, I saw you talking to the devil. Like, yeah. Um, and then you've got Admiral Sati, who is basically just Anne Putnam mixed with fucking whatever his fucking name was, the, the witch finder they brought in, mm -hmm. where she is literally just like, you can just picture her. It's the way she speaks and it's the way she says, well, maybe, well, maybe I saw you consorting yeah. with the traitor. Like. Yeah. And they, and they proved to her like that. Oh no, the warp core just blew up because it had a bad part in it. And then at the next court case, she's just like, you worked with chemicals that were also found on the warp core that made it blow up, didn't you? And everyone's like, 
What, what are you talking what, what, about? What are you talking about, woman? What are you talking about? <laughs> what are you talking about, yeah. um, like, wait, You're just making wait, shit up now. Yeah, man. Like, Picard kind of stomachs a lot of her nonsense until she starts pulling that move on Crusher when she's like, Yeah. But didn't, weren't you seen talking to the devil? Yeah. And then Picard's just like, Okay. Yeah. I see what you're doing here. Enough of this. <laughs> like, <laughs> Okay, you're starting to do the thing on my on the girl I fancy now. Yeah. <laughs> like... Yeah. I've got her listed in my uh, notes as well as Admiral Boomer because um, she got in there probably through or possibly through nepotism because her father was a lawyer. Um, she's gone into the family trade bullshit. and oh bullshit and stayed in there for her whole life. She has absolutely no understanding of the technology that she's ruling on, which, hello, every court system in the world where you get 90-year-olds. Literally. Can you tell me how many gigabytes your company owns? Yeah. Yes, how many gigabytes? And so uh, if I wanted to say... Facebook's free. How do I I make money if Facebook's free? Okay, so, uh, okay, I'm just going to go up to to the search bar... And tap google.com to yeah. get to the search engine. Okay. She's just boomer extreme. She is classic, like, 90-year-old who shouldn't be making laws or voting on, like, anything that involves any sort of technology. She's like, is this the warp call? And Jody's like, this this one here, yes. Okay. Is this, is this the warp cord? That is the water fountain. Yeah. Oh. Oh, it's very nice. Yeah. I used to have a man who looked like you who drive me around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, terrible. Yeah. She. And then she just flips a fucking switch. She's just like, no, how dare you invoke yeah, my grandfather? Yeah, dude, that freak out at the end is pretty fucking spectacular, yeah. to be fair. Like, that is just like, it's just like watching everyone in the room go, oh, I see mm. what's been going on for the past week. Yeah. <laughs> like, this, this bitch has flipped her fucking lid. Yeah, she keeps like she, you know. Earlier on in the in the episode, she's like, "You know, I've been on duty for seven years. Yeah, like I literally haven't been home since my fucking grandchild was last born. Yeah. I've been on the clock I've forever, just been going around voting on yeah. technology stuff that I, I don't understand. Slept. I haven't slept in fucking weeks. Yeah. I've been reading up to prepare for this trial. I'm fine." And the Admiral, who has the worst... I-, I was watching it, and I think it's probably the worst Admiral part in all of Star Trek, including yeah, Batmirals. He has no speaking lines. He just stands up and leaves. And that must have just been like, what member of the crew, or who can we get with a non-speaking line that will pay $10 to show up on the day? We'll stuff him into a suit that we've already got made, like, that fits someone else. Stuff him in there, and then he just has to walk away. Well, I mean, what lines would would they give him? Just him, when he walks up, just be like, yeah, I just got to go make a quick call. He, no, he needs to do, like, this trial is over and, and well, shout down. Well, he's not down part the of woman. the trial. He's not part of the trial. He's probably just, yeah. like, literally, he's going to go make a call to just be like, listen, 
uh, Sati's kind of, uh, yeah, yes. Yeah. The thing that we said was going to happen. It yes. happened. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yes. I, I did say that she should have been on leave months ago. Mm. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Uh, yeah, she doesn't know what her, no, yeah. what warp core looks like. It's hilarious. Yeah, she doesn't know what warp core looks like. Um, yeah, so we're gonna have to uh, send some guys in white jackets. Yeah, I told her her lamp was a replicator. She's been asking for food constantly. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think it's it's either exhaustion or it's sleep deprivation. But she fucking yeah, yeah. It's, she has a right good meltdown. Honestly, man, it must feel good. What you know, getting there to melt down? No, I mean having a having a meltdown. It must feel yeah. good, you know, mm. to just be like, "Oh, I'm going fucking mental now!" Like, depends on yeah. the meltdown. I'll, I'll say yeah. some some meltdowns when you know what you're doing, like uh, stuff you wouldn't normally do. Not good. Dude. Oh man, it must like I like I you know looking back in my life, I've definitely felt better after having a cheeky little freak out. Yeah, yeah. You know what? What else did I have on this? Um, they pull Picard up for violating the Prime Directive nine times, which you know this is fairly. This is a couple of seasons in, and I'm like only nine. Yeah, I mean nine times is a lot. I'll be honest. That, I mean, it is like, a prime is, directive. It's general order one. Is, yeah, just like, that's, nah. you know, and like the, the, you know, these things happen in, uh, you know, in under an hour for us. But yeah. a lot of the time, you know, especially like in these courtroom episodes where they, where they imply a series of, you know, the events happening over this, a series of a few days. Like, if, I, I don't imagine a first contact scenario is, is happening in an afternoon. Yeah. You know, I'm sure it takes a couple of weeks to break that law. Yeah. And, and the the last notes I've got in this episode, it's the Picard head in hands meme. So that that's that's all I've got to say about this one. Obviously, a fantastic episode. I, if I'm honest, I don't think it's a great court episode because half the court stuff isn't court. It's it's this weird kangaroo court where yeah it doesn't follow any sort of rule yeah it's and then like a she's just like no I'll get I'll get people in to see it now you know? yeah there's there's no there's no um you know third party there's no judge there's just yeah. like it's like holding a court uh, it's like a court and an interrogation yeah and an investigation all at once it's it's a very weird proceeding. Um, I only noticed I on this rewatch the Riker's supposed to be the defense counsel. Yeah, I was about to mention that. And he I doesn't do shit. When, when, no, he does. He has one moment when uh, when they allude to Simon Tarsus potentially being of Romulan descent. Riker pops up out of nowhere and is like, yo, if that's fucking true, don't fucking say anything. Plead the yeah. fifth. Plead the fifth, bro. And then he's like, I choose not to answer that under the grounds that I might incriminate myself, mm -hmm. which is um, pleading the fifth. Yeah. You normally people just say I plead the fifth rather than say the full thing though, rather than if I say the answer, it'll incriminate me. 
I mean, yeah, that's... I, under under the actually people often in TV and film, I do hear people say like really? under, under the grounds they might be uh, self incriminating. I believe they say it in the first duty. Do I could be wrong. I I believe I've definitely heard it in another Star Trek thing. Yeah, they might do um, in the first duty. But yeah, and it, it it it's like it's one of those things where it's like, look, out of context. Mm. It might seem incriminating or just like in my life, if you know me, it's not incriminating at all. But within yeah. the context of this court, it would seem very incriminating. Very bad. Yeah. So like, I, I won't talk about it now. We can reconvene after, you know, I've had a chance to talk to my legal counsel about how we are going to share this information with the court. Hmm. Um, but in any case, I'll, I'll say it's guilty of being a good episode. I would also say that it's very guilty of being a good episode. Very guilty. Um, it, it, we've got too much evidence. Yeah. yeah. Overwhelming evidence of, of this episode's goodness. Yes. Yeah. Um, I sentenced and... the drumhead to um, a million years hard labor down the good episode mines. <laughs> Mining those good episode stories. Yeah. Then, since you since you only just mentioned it, then and I think it's maybe the last of TNG, um, the first duty. It is. Mm. I, I've got it in my notes. It's a board of inquiry, like when in Top Gun, Maverick, um, Goose dies. They're like, oh, you know, did you do anything wrong, Maverick, with your flying? And they're doing the same here. It's Nova Squadron. Or oh, is it Red Squadron? Remind me. You know, you, you know, it's funny that you mentioned that because I, I didn't, I didn't draw that comparison. Yeah. Um, but while I was watching the first Dewey today, I did think to myself, this episode could have done with being a little bit more gay. Top Gun. Yeah, if they had a volleyball like, scene, they yeah. definitely could have done like you know, there's definitely some, uh, there's definitely some magic in that Nick Lacano's eyes. Yeah. If only we'd get him for like more than one episode. Nick <laughs> no, boy. Yeah. Why? Why can't we get him for like some sort of I don't know series? They could do a spin-off, maybe. I I um, still I still I still uh, hard. Uh, my my position is that that is Tom Paris under a pseudonym. Yeah. One hundred percent. I mean. It, it feels to me very much like the creators are just trying to save themselves a um, a character payment for seven years. They, they've, they've apparently said, because I was trying to read today, uh, they said they thought Lacano was, you know, their excuse was Lacano was irredeemable because he didn't come forward. Whereas they made Paris come forward in the version of where he crashed and killed people eventually so he was redeemable and that's such a dodgy like oh no he has the exact same backstory except he came forward so he's redeemable yeah see no. it's fine that see it's fine that's fine yeah. because in my head they're the same person yeah and and that second bit where where he came forward that's tom paris telling a lie yeah so mm. that's fine yeah. I'm fine with Tom Paris having told a lie about whether or not he came forward about having committed a crime. Because Tom Paris is also a bit of a bastard. 
bit of a knobhead. Yeah, in every episode he's in, pretty much. Um, but do you want to do you want to give the um do you want to give the plot and then do you okay. want to actually do you want to call it at TNG and do we the rest do. next week? Yeah, yeah. Let's do the, Let's make this a two-parter. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. Two-parter um, episodes are cool. Two-parter. So there's been a ship crash at Starfleet Academy involving Wesley is how the episode starts off. And that's not how to break news to a, a mother. <laughs> no, the way, we don't start with like, yeah, there's been an accident and your son was involved. Please respond. Yeah. Oh, by the <laughs> way, he's fine. Uh, oh, the yeah. squadron that he was flying in because they're, you know, they're, they're shuttle acrobat people kind of pretty much. Um, crashed and one of them died and uh, it's Nick Licano, Tom Paris pretty much and as, as the leader of this squadron, whether it's Nova or Red, I can't remember it's depending Nova on squadron. Is Red it? squadron okay. is from DS... Red Squad is a DS9 thing. That's that's Valiant, isn't it? The episode Valiant yeah, yeah. Um, the, that squadron's lying about the manoeuvre it took because they were trying to do something showy, but was also against the rules to kind of commemorate the end of term for them. And one of them died, so they've been lying about it. Um, and then people have to work out, if the card works out, that's what the lie was, and puts them up and says, no, you were lying. Um, if you don't tell the Academy, I will. So Wesley decides to tell the Academy and drop them all in it and... Um, he gets off very lightly. Locarno gets sh shit out of the academy. Yeah. The end. Yeah, man. Um, I, I will say, like, you know, you you um, you kind of hit the nail on the head when, when you say that, you know, Wesley's the one that drops him in it because, like, on a rewatch, I'm like, their, their alibi was somewhat airtight. Had it not yeah. been for just how suspicious and guilty looking Wesley Crusher was. Yeah. Like I'd like they they found some evidence. They found evidence of the maneuver, the mm. the 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 star maneuver that they were doing, but I it feels like they were only looking for that evidence because like mm. that kid looks guilty because as fuck. Wesley in his <laughs> like, in his dorm room that has handles. I always bring this up to people. His dorm room has like actual handle handles. It's the, one of the only doors in Starfleet, Star Trek that does. Why? Who knows? He's like, oh no, mum and surrogate dad, can you leave? I need to talk in secret to Tom Paris here. Yeah. And in, Picard's like, no, let's let's um try and find out what happened here. Um, yeah. not that he thinks uh Wesley is guilty, but he's you know. Yeah, to, Wesley. Uh, yeah, he doesn't think that Wesley murdered the boy. Yeah, um, you know, but he's pissed. Just, the first duty is to the yeah, truth. Yeah, yeah. Um, you you know, Wesley, I imagine is a terrible liar. Yeah. Do you want to know my my terrible joke? Um, sometimes I note down a terrible joke to to read on episode, and uh, my terrible joke for the, this episode is. They were going to do the starburst maneuver and they bring it up to Picard. Geordie, you know, brings it up to Picard. But in his time, it was called the opal fruits maneuver. So uh, he doesn't recognize very it. Very good. 
Very good, sir. Very good. That is going to be something that a very small population gets. That, that's that's uh, that's a joke that's so good I couldn't laugh. <laughs> yes. All I could say was that's a good joke. I, again, it is too hot, and I was. I'm furious that I didn't make that joke. Yeah, I was watching too many episodes <laughs> today, and I was like, "How can I frame this as a joke?" And then I just scratched out the framing of the joke, and I just said, "Read joke." Yeah, do, do what <laughs> I do. yeah just do, yeah. That's what I do. That's what I yeah. do. I thought of a stupid thing. What's your stupid thing? Uh, no, that's just me doing an impression uh, of myself. Uh, that's <laughs> me every day. That's me every day. Um, I think um, I do. I do like this episode. Um, mm. As far as Wesley episodes go, it's definitely one of my favorite. Oh yeah, a lot. My all of my favorite Wesley episodes are later, and it's it's. I I do prefer. But not sad too Wesley. late. But not too. Not late. too late. But yeah. I do prefer sad Wesley episodes. Yeah. Um. <laughs> yeah. Uh, him in the uh, game. Him in this. You know, oh, good episodes. Him where he's crying about, you know, he just wants to go have a vision quest. Bad episode. I don't mind the vision quest episode. No, no. You know, I, I mean, I episode, haven't, I really. haven't minded it throughout my life. As yeah. I've gotten older and I've learned more about the world uh, yeah. that we live in, I, I obviously have more problems with that episode, specifically regarding its, um, the way it deals with the issue of of indigenous people's treatment uh, by by the the rest of people Mm. um questionable but that's what we're talking about talking about wesley being a whiny little bitch yeah and this episode is is wesley using his powers for good his power of being a whiny little shitbag um Mm. he uses his his abilities for good and this the episode um maybe in the in the green room beforehand or very early on in this episode uh we were discussing how it related to all these episodes relating to alex jones and this is the same where it's perjury by omission yes where wesley and the rest of that squadron just say like no we did this maneuver we went past jupiter and then he died and then, then Lucano has to start perjuring himself more by saying, like, oh no, he was just a madman. He he flew everywhere. He was he was shaking on controls. He was doing all weird shit. Mm. Whereas nothing Wesley or the, the other guys said were lies. They just missed out that they did this incredibly dangerous maneuver. Mm-hmm. Which is also, you know, not that Alex Jones was doing crazy maneuvers, but he was perjuring himself by omitting the truth on the stand. So, yeah, it relates to real life. Yay. 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 Wonderful that the horrible thing that happened in the TV show relates to real life. Real life horribleness. Yeah. 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 And of course, they, uh, they, they, you know, they check the evidence. Yeah. Um, God. Sorry. You've just reminded me of, of Alex Jones being such a fucking like that. And like, that's the thing. You know, you, you you bring it up, you know, Nick Lacano thinking this will be fine. Yeah. I will get away with this mm. because I, I am I'm speaking my version of the truth. 
and um, how you know in, in front in, of in, Joshua whatever his name's dad he's just like yeah. no Joshua's like uh, he couldn't fly stick you know he was um, yeah. he didn't know his left from right yeah. he had uh, poor vision um, he, he was just the worst pilot in the world he yeah was shaking total, everywhere. total victim blaming yeah um and and it's the it's this um it's it's the it's what i call the narcissist's folly which is mm. it is this idea of like when faced with getting in trouble being in trouble for the shit that you have done mm. it is this mindset of i will figure out a way out of this yeah um and that is that is what Iclicano, that's that's where he's at that's where alex jones was Leading up to the verdict of his hearing, which really? is, you know, I'm, I'm here. I'm going to tell the truth. People are going to believe what I say because I feel like what I am saying is the truth. They're putting water in the, they're putting but chemicals God, in the water to make the tars gay. Put, I don't like putting chemicals in the fucking water. Yeah. Um, it, 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 like it, it, God, honestly, it's just mind blowing. And but that is the, um, it is, it is the narcissist folly of, I will, I will be fine. I will reason my way out of this. Yeah. Um, what the, because if I keep enforcing what I believe is the truth, mm. um, then reality will have to get in line. Yeah. With what I am reinforcing. Hmm. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I get you. I get you. It's uh What what do you think about the sentence for this one? Because we, we could have talked about the sentences more. But like um I've... Nick Lacana got shit out of the Starfleet Academy altogether because he was the leader and forced them to do it more. Um the rest of them just get put back a year. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know about that. Like, I don't know if they all should have been expelled. I don't know if he should have been, if he should maybe face time. Well, if he's Tom Paris, he ended up in a penal colony, didn't he? I mean, like, that's the thing. Well, I mean, he, the the penal colony was because he he did some shit with the Marquis, wasn't he? Yeah, he he did. So, like, I can, I can, I can see if, you know, if, I don't know. The way I, because Nick Lacano is is Tom Paris. Yeah. In my eyes, Nick Lacano should have gone to prison. Yeah. Um. And then I mean, hopefully, we we know Tom Paris went to a penal colony, but hopefully by Star Trek days it would be rehabilitation rather than prison. But they just well, seem to have see... Tom Paris breaking rocks. Before. Well, the, well, like this is the thing, like to, you know, Nick Lacano get gets sentenced to jail. This is how I would have reasoned it. Like mm. in, in a reality where my head cannon is real, the yeah. way it would work out would be Nick Lacano would be sentenced to jail time. But then because he's actually secretly Admiral Paris's son, mm-hmm. he gets let off the jail time and just, just gets discharged. Yeah. Um, get discharged out of the fucking Academy and mm. then goes and joins the Maki. Yeah. But that's but my head cannon is not reality. Mm. And I, I, think, I, I think Tom Paris being... says he gets discharged because Admiral Paris pulled strings. Yeah. So Nick Lacano should have should have been sentenced to jail time and they all yeah. should have been kicked out. Well 
if you, I, I if, if you ask me. Like, Wesley becomes a whistleblower. It's far too late, obviously. Wesley becomes a whistleblower and faces the same punishment as um, the rest of them as well, other than Locarno. And you go like, A, I don't think being put back a year is that much punishment. It's like, it's not like you're paying for your studies. You know, you, you're just, oh, can you redo that last year of university? And by the way, you don't have to pay for it because no one pays for anything in this reality. Um, you just don't go onto a starship for another year. Doesn't seem harsh enough, really. And then Wesley's like, Wesley's the whistleblower, but gets the same treatment as uh, the girl who's in the episode Lower Decks. Hmm. She's the next most prominent member of the of the squadron. Yes, she. Yes, Sito. Sito. Sito yes. comes back. Yes, the Bajoran. Uh... Yeah. Uh, yeah, she comes back as a as an engineer, a security officer. Yeah, Ooh. for a bit. Yeah, she comes for, back for a bit. Yeah, for for a few episodes. For most of an episode. Yeah, I think she's in the background of one as well. They they line her up by having her in the background. Yeah, um, they did in the later episodes of Next Gen. They did start bringing in things like like yeah. continuity and stuff. But they're like. And she says, oh, you don't know. In that episode, she says, you don't know how hard it was, uh, she's saying to Picard, going back in a year and then having to prove myself again. And it's like, what are you talking about? A kid died. led to the kid's death and you lied about it. You don't know what it was like. I had to do all those assignments again. Yeah. They said, shall we do the starburst maneuver? And I had to go... No, because the last time I did it, someone died. Mm. It is it is a good moment in the episode when like um the the kid's dad comes to see Wesley and he's like, yeah. I'm sorry that yeah. my son's ineptitude has gotten you into trouble. Um yeah. th- like, you know, thank you for being his friend in spite of how shit he was. And it's just like you killed that kid, yeah. And now his dad is thanking you for it and apologizing for the trouble. Yeah, you, that, you killed like... that kid. You had one of your mates stand up and say that kid was shit at everything. Then that dad, like dad, has come to you and said like, ah, oh, he said about like a time you went skiing and you lent him a, a a jumper, probably one of the horrible ones you wore in early TNG. Um, I just want to say thank you for being his friend. It's like, fucking hell, you know. <laughs> you don't need and to hammer like, home that Wesley's guilty that much. Like, honestly, after that scene, I was howling with laughter just because, like, the camera yeah. looks at him and he's just like, okay. And it's just like, ha, you feel so guilty. Yeah. <laughs> so ridiculous. Uh, oh, it's brilliant. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking Wesley with his little fucking puppy dog eyes. Like, <laughs> I mean, he totally did the right thing. Totally. Actually. But it's his little face while he's doing it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, again, it's a good Wesley episode, and there are few and far between of them. So, uh, praise to Will Wheaton for having, being in a good episode eventually. Yeah, man. Good for him. Yeah. Has to happen so, every I mean, now and then. 
are we both voting this episode as like um guilty of being a good a damn good episode yeah yeah i yeah i find this uh, episode guilty of being a good episode oh god absolutely well that might get us all the way through tos tas tng yeah um so let's yeah so shall we call it for part one of yeah what should we let's... call this should we call it courtroom trek should we call it perry mason continues... <laughs> oh, perry mason moments perry mason moments oh yes perry mason moments that's yeah. a good one yeah yeah perry mason perry... moments on uh, part one. frequency yeah yeah part one of the yeah i like that cool excellent um, so like all in all what 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 do we think of of star trek courtroom episodes as as they as we've gone through them um i, I think for me uh, like put one thing that that i have to say that i've noticed is that um sometimes star trek can portray a very strange way of carrying out justice mm. um and and like clearly has has a very loose grasp of of contemporary law yeah i mean i, I think uh, in in my mind a lot of it, it is built around military law anyway yeah you know having the jag officers having you know the, there's not really a jury it's just a couple of officers above you get to vote on stuff mm-hmm. um seems so strange compared to like the juries we're kind of more used to mm. um and, and these are this is an american produced tv show yeah and it is a a navy styled organization and like yeah. american law is based around old british navy law navy stuff um so like it all it, it does all kind of feed into itself in that way it does put more credence yeah. to like um starfleet is just a it's it's more a military organization because it has a military court mm-hmm. you know i suppose most of the ones we've talked about today are military focused you know it is someone trying to take over the ship or um you want to resign your commission mm-hmm. but it, it's so military there's no like there's no court of appeals that is separate to that there's anything you know your your judge is just an admiral a dude um, yep. in most cases you know you the don't nearest but the yeah like usually the nearest one yeah We'll go back to Starbase Eleven just to just to see yeah. if someone's there for it. Yeah, um, you know, you don't get tried by twelve um, good persons and true, twelve good men and true. It is nope. just a case of who who's around, who's got a higher rank, who's around. Mm-hmm. So it it's it feels very military to me, um, very very set up military. And I think maybe the next lot of episodes we're going to talk about, some of them deviate from that a bit. Yes. Some of them do. Yeah, yeah I think that the in, in part two, I think that like in terms of like the actual legal proceedings, I mm. find a lot more interesting in, yeah. in 
in the later episodes. DS9 has some pretty spectacular like courtroom proceedings going on yeah. that I, that I really enjoy. Um there's a there's a there's a Voyager episode that I'm quite looking forward to doing because that's going to plant the seeds for uh for another topic I'd like to tackle on here. Mm. Won't get into it now, but uh you want to do that see. one then? Oh, I definitely yeah, I've decided I want to okay. do it now. Okay, I'll, I'll add to my watch list. I <laughs> didn't watch it this way around. If we're doing a two-parter yeah, yeah. on this bitch, you may as well. Yeah, let's add it in. Yeah. Um, yeah, cool. Cool. So very very much looking forward to part two. The Thank 22 you, whatevers of, of legal proceedings in yeah. in, in uh, 2270s on, let's say. I think yeah. Was, um, yeah. So um, I guess... Um, uh what's what's a wise thing to say um listen mike you have to tell the truth when you were on this podcast okay can we get a whiteboard that says that like i can't believe i have to remind you of this but i'm gonna remind you you cannot lie when you are on the podcast okay are you chewing gum don't think so. I don't need to see the inside of your mouth, Mr. Smart. Okay, sir. <laughs> I am quoting my new favorite judge. Yeah. Isn't wasn't she good? She was brilliant. Instantly pissed off by everything. Um, yeah. Uh, so should we sign off and say um until next time? Yeah. You this, are this court, dismissed this court, from court. Yeah, this court is in research. The, this this court is in recess, dumbasses. <laughs>